RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. The Philadelphia Eagles faced the Atlanta Falcons during the 1978 NFL playoff wildcard round at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium on Christmas Eve 1978. Both teams finished the regular season with a 9-7 record. The Eagles were led by coach Dick Vermeil and the Falcons by Lehman Bennett. This audio recording is from the CBS radio broadcast featuring announcers Jack Buck and Johnny Unitas. Unfortunately, it is cut off midway through the fourth quarter. For this reason, we've added the audio from the CBS TV broadcast featuring announcers Gary Bender and Hank Stram to the end of this recording. It's Adam Acey of AFRTF Sports in Washington, and today it's the NFL playoffs getting underway with the first all-wild card in the history of the National Football League. Today, the Philadelphia Eagles tackle the Atlanta Falcons, two wild-card entrants at Fulton County Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Later today, the Houston Oilers will meet the Miami Dolphins at the Orange Bowl in Miami. Well, it rained earlier in the day down in Dixie, but the rain has now stopped in the greater Atlanta area, and it promises to stay that way at least for a couple of hours, hopefully. They've had showers off and on as uh, heavy rains last night tapered off and uh, became more intermittent earlier this morning. But the field was covered, and uh, it's in good shape and should not be a factor, the rain that is, should not be a factor in today's game, although there is still a threat of some rain between kickoff time and the end of the ball game. It has now stopped at the moment. In just a second, the two will be joining the CBS radio network. Jack Buck will be describing this game, and the old Baltimore quarterback himself, John Unitas, one of the greatest, considered by many the greatest quarterback ever to play in this NFL game is uh, going to be handling the color assignments on the radio side for the CBS network. It's, as you can expect, expected to be a defensive battle as both these teams have come up with superb defenses in 1978 to make the playoffs. Now let's get out to Jack Buck at Fulton County Stadium. I must say, John Unitas, that gentleman sang better than you did at the piano bar last night. <laughs> he probably had a lot better time we did, too. <laughs> both teams are on the field. We'll soon have the opening kickoff. Well, here's how the playoffs are now shaping up. As we said today, Philadelphia and Atlanta. Then later today, Houston meets Miami at the Orange Bowl down in Florida, where the temperature yesterday reached 85 degrees and expected to be pretty much that today, somewhere in the upper 70s, low 80s. It's not really Christmas weather, but uh, beautiful weather for South Florida. On Saturday, December 30th, the uh, alignment will shape up this way. Miami or Denver, depending on the outcome of the game today, today, later today, between Houston and Miami, Miami or Denver will play at Pittsburgh. That's on Saturday, the 30th of December. Minnesota or Atlanta will play the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas, Texas, actually at Irving, Texas, at Texas Stadium, later in the day. On Sunday, December 31st, Houston or Denver at New England. And also on Sunday, December 31st, the Philadelphia Eagles or the Minnesota Vikings will play the Rams in Los Angeles. And, of course, all those matchups depend on what happens in the two games today. Referee Fred Silva is about to conduct the coin toss. We'll see if we come up on the referee's microphone. This is Ken. visiting team. They will call the dog. Well, there is. So Atlanta will get the ball to start the game. We're giving you the Eagles starting lineup. 
The Falcons on defense play a four-man front with Jeff Yates, Jim Daly, Mike Lewis, and Jeff Murrow. Colvin Kankendall, Robert Pennywell, and Greg Fazina are the linebackers. Rollin Warren, Rick Baez are the cornerbacks with Frank Reed, Tom Sidemore, the safety men on offense. Wallace Francis and Billy Reichman, the wide receivers. Mike Shannon, left tackle. Dave Scott, left guard. Jeff Van Nolte, the center. Archie Field on the right guard. Phil McKinley, the right tackle. They have Steve Bartkowski, Bubba Bean, Haskell stand back in their backfield. And the Falcons will receive to start the game. Now, Philadelphia has lost Nick Mickemeyer with a rib injury, and Mike Michelle, who is their putter, is also their place kicker, and they are a little testy about their field goal kicking game here today, John. They are a little shaky. Uh, Dick Vermeil mentioned yesterday in the press conference that they really haven't been down close to the goal line to let uh, Michelle try any kind of field goal. They certainly do miss Mickemeyer. And uh, according to that rule, of course, he cannot come back to play. He's ready to play, from what we understand, but it's like Keith Presley. He's not going to be able to come in and perform for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jack Wolf out ready for this kickoff and get this ball game started. Dennis Pearson ran one back 100 yards against St. Louis a week ago. This one goes short, down the middle. And it's taken by one of the white men at the 8-yard line. And that's George Franklin. He's across the 20, 25, did not get to the 30-yard line. He was sacked 39 times this year. The pressure was 
pick that time, and the Eagles got in there with Dennis Harrison breaking it down for the most part, and then the tackle in the backfield at the 30-yard line at a loss of 10 seconds. Well, there was good pressure by the Eagles that time, and you'll see that Borkowski is a different type quarterback than what Jaworski is. Is he will stand back there and take his punishment. He's really not that uh, quick of foot. He will run occasionally. Basically, you always going to know where to find him, and that's seven yards deep back in that backfield. Carl Harrison made the tackle. Here's the draw play. Bubba Bean tackled at the 30. No game. It'll be third down and 20. And it was a good arm tackle that time. Made by Harrison again, along with Reggie Wilkes, the rookie linebacker out of Georgia Tech. He's probably playing in front of a lot of the home folks down here. Third down and 19, we'll call it, as the draw play failed work. What's the bad uh, call, Jack? Second down, out of third. Uh, you need to draw a screen on type of thing. They're getting good pressure. I would think that he would probably go to a screen or draw quite off the door in his ball game as the pressure's going to be put on him pretty well. Stand back, Ronnie Wright trying to turn the corner. Gained only five yards, and it's ticking time for Atlanta. And stand back with tackle at his own 35-yard line with Carl Harrison again in on the action. And John James will do the punting. Well, they did a pretty good job, but then the Eagles, particularly on that first down pass play in the back, came up with a big defensive play. Putter for the uh, Falcons. He's, uh, he's been a real treat to have because he can really put the foot into it. He usually hangs it up there pretty well, so it's very seldom gets too much of a run back. Here's John Cara on a dandy punt, taking it on the 23 yard line. Back to the 30. At the 34. Eagles have it. Eagles got it back after Cara fumbled the ball. The ball bounced laterally across the field. A 42 yard punt by John James. on that ball as the Falcons uh, were able to get down underneath it. And Charlotte took a chance on uh, not fair catching it and bringing it up the field. First uh, good break right there was a fumble, but the Eagles were able to capitalize and get the ball back. Louis Giamona fell on the ball and got it back. So we have 11-12 remaining in the first quarter. No score. Let's take time up. During the regular season, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, who came on real strong the second half of the season, wound up with a re uh, regular campaign record of nine wins and seven losses. And this is the first time in many, many years that the Eagles have been in postseason competition. I think you have to go back to 1960 when they last won the NFL championship and uh, were led by Norm Van Brocklin to the title that year. Uh, the other team in today's first game, Atlanta, also finished with an identical record of 9-7. and seven. And this is a rather uh, interesting ball game because Atlanta's ex-coach, who was fired last year, Marion Campbell, uh, immediately was picked up by Philadelphia coach Dick Vermeil and named as his top defensive coach. And since Marion Campbell was fired at Atlanta and took over at Philadelphia, there has been a remarkable change in the Philadelphia defensive alignment and a vast improvement. And most of the credit by the players and the other coaches has gone to Marion Campbell. First down Eagles at their own 34-yard line with Hogan and Montgomery in the eye formation. Jaworski is quarterback. Tight ends on the right side. Two tight end formations. Here's the toss to the tailback Montgomery. Trying to get out. Out there on the left side of the field on a one-to-one -one situation. And 
Tarkowski throws it outside. It's caught at the 45-yard line of 
Philadelphia. Ed, Herman Edwards came up and he made the hit as the catch was made for Billy Reichman. A little guy who uh, doesn't mind taking his lick. 5'11", 172 from Louisiana Tech. Rickman, Billy Rickman made the catch from Bartkowski for a gain of five. Fine catch by uh, Rickman. The ball was not uh, that well thrown by Borkowski. Uh, he was real high with it. Rickman went up, picked it up, and Herman Edwards, of course, made the back. After the first down pass, it's second and five. Stand back, cuts it back up the middle, gets the first down. For Atlanta inside the 40 yard line of Philadelphia. He's down to the 37 yard line. Atlanta does not have the big running back. Bubba Bean is 195. Stand back is listed at 210. But if he is 210, he is just barely. They don't have the big Sometimes make up the difference of the big of the of the size with the quickness moving in and out of that line and being able to make the adjustment as he watches the offensive people do their job. On first down, Bubba Bean goes right, following Sandback, who makes the block. Bean gets inside the 35-yard line, down near the 33-yard line. For a substantial game, Ray Phillips and Reggie Wilkes, the linebackers for the Eagles, were there to make the hit. In the first quarter, 8:20 remaining in the period, no score. Has the ball for the second time, and they gained quite a bit on the exchange of punts right here at the outset of the game. And now have it at the Eagle 32. Second down and five. Put back. Up very close to the line of scrimmage are Standback and Bubba Bean. Barkowski gives the ball to Standback, running right, can't cut back, and he is tackled for no gain on the play. Just as he made his cut, the Eagle pursuit was there, led by Frank LeMaster, the middle linebacker, and Bill Berge. Now we're down to 7.45 in the quarter. Third down and six. Rickman is wide, along with Francis. Barkowski's back to throw. Stays in the pocket. Hit, throws, incomplete. It went off the hands of his tight end, Jim Mitchell, who had a chance to catch the ball at the first down marker. But there was good coverage there by Bill Berge, the linebacker. And now let's see what Atlanta does. It's funding time for the second time today for John James. He'll try to put this one in the coffin corner and he's been very good at that. He has a very good average uh, the year round. He's about a 39-yard average. He gets the ball up very, very high. And he thumps this one toward the sideline. midfield. 
John Shira is back waiting for it. It's picked high by James down near the goal line, and this time it bounces on the goal line, goes into the end zone, and it'll be a touchback. So Philadelphia will get the ball for the second time after the James punt. We have 6.58 left in the first quarter. There is no score. Not much to choose from between these two teams, John. Would you expect the winner to go very far in the ensuing playoff game? Jack, I don't, uh, not really. I think uh, the winner from here will, will go, of course, to the next week, and I don't think they'll go any further than that. They're both uh, good throwing football teams, but they're not of the caliber you want to have. With a score, Atlanta nothing, the Eagles nothing. Let's take time out. As we said earlier, this is the first time that the Eagles have been in postseason play since they won the championship back in 1960 with uh, Norm Van Brocklin at the controls, and he is at today's game, incidentally, a guest of the Atlanta Falcons, a team he coached. He also had coached earlier the Philadelphia Eagles. The uh, Atlanta Falcons are in their first playoff ever, and they gained the home field advantage because they had the better percentage against common opponents. They had a 5-2 and two record while the Eagles were 5-3. and three. The teams had five common foes, St. Louis, the New York Giants, Atlanta, Washington, Los Angeles, New Orleans. Uh, during the regular season, it's interesting to note, and the reason a lot of people think this might be a low-scoring ballgame, Philadelphia allowed only 250 points. That was second only to the great performance turned in by the L.A. Rams, 245, and the Dallas Cowboys, 208, and then Philadelphia was next. And Atlanta was superb, giving up less than 290 points. On their own 20-yard line, the Eagles go on first down, split back, Hogan and Montgomery. On first down, Montgomery over the right, right tackle position, moves out across the 25, out to the 28-yard line, gained eight or nine yards on the play. Montgomery did. They're not going to stop him all day. No, they're not. They're a fine football team. That time, Woody Peoples and uh, the uh, offensive tackle, Jerry Sizemore, did a fine job on moving the defensive Atlanta Falcons out of the way. Atlanta was up again, rolling Lawrence up very, very close to the line of scrimmage, uh, just faking the blitz. That time, they did not blitz, but uh, the offensive line did an excellent job moving them out. Montgomery picked up eight and a half. It's second down and short for the Eagles. From their own 29-yard line, a long count by Jaworski. The gives to the up man, Hogan, tackled immediately. Let's see where his forward progress carried him to. Appears to be about a foot short of a first down. It'll be third down and a foot with Pennywell, the middle linebacker, jamming things up for Atlanta. It's obvious, uh, Johnny Unitas, that both teams feel they're going to win with what they have. They've not done anything untoward, no end around to crazy plays. They're just going to do what they have. It's early in the ball game yet, Jack. Those types of things have to be set up one way or the other. And both teams, I would feel, as we have seen so far, are going to stay on the ground the majority of the afternoon. Third down and a foot for the Eagles from their own 29. And a first down for Hogan over the left side. He gained four yards diving through the hole created by Stan Walters, Wade Key in the center. Guy Morris and Tom Pridemore, the safety man, was the tackler for the Falcons. That's the first first down for the Philadelphia Eagles this afternoon. Uh, Hogan and uh, Montgomery, two good running backs in that offensive uh, backfield for the Eagles. They complement one another. Hogan a little bit better blocker than what Montgomery is, and I think Montgomery a lot better runner than what Hogan is, although they do an adequate job all the time that they're in there. From their own 34, Jaworski on first down with the two tight ends. Look, pops it outside, and it is caught by the tight end outside the 40-yard line. As Richard Osborne hauled it in. And we mentioned before the game started that the tight end against this Atlanta Falcon defense can do some business against the ball. They can, it's a, and it's a good weapon. Uh, 
being used by Jaworski or Coach Dick Vermeil who's calling the plays. The quick type passes, not having Jaworski stand back there too long and have to wait for that blitz. The Atlanta Falcons have a good rushing defensive line too, even though they even when they don't blitz. So Jaworski must get the ball up quickly. They stay with the two tight ends, Joel Larson and Richard Osborne. Osborne gained eight, second and two for the Eagles. And the toss is to Montgomery. Went deep, slipped, and was covered in the backfield. Ellis beat one out from under him on this wet turf, and it's going to be third and long as a result. I was surprised to start with, Johnny, that uh, Philadelphia went as deep with the play on short yardage as they did. Well, they're, they're moving the football now. Their offensive line is doing a job. They're blowing out the defensive team. You have to get that momentum gone. When these uh, these fellows in the trenches, that's where the game's played, Jack. That's where it's all done. All the work is done. The quarterbacks and the halfbacks and receivers boys get all the credit, but these fellows do the job in the trenches. Third down and five from their own 39. Will Atlanta blitz? They show a big front. And with a snap of the ball, they're blitzing, and Jaworski pops it over the middle, and it's caught for a first down by Charlie Smith. Down into Atlanta territory at the 46-yard line. And Jaworski unloaded that one in a hurry. Very good pass protection uh, by the offensive line. Jaworski went back set. Charlie Smith came in about a 15-yard curl. Roland Lawrence was sort of hanging to the outside that time, waiting waiting for the deep the uh, offensive end to come around the corner and uh, did not come in on Smith and uh, of course he picked up the first down. Another first down for the Eagles the second of the game to the Atlanta 45 yard line. The Eagles going from our left to our right. Hogan the up back, Montgomery the tailback and on first down. Jaworski with Carmichael and Smith wide gives to the tailback Montgomery left side hit at the line of scrimmage driven back no score. No gain at all on that play. He ran into Mike Lewis and Jeff Murrow playing the right side of the front four for Atlanta. No game, second and ten. 3.15 left in the first quarter and no score. Montgomery has run the ball four times and he's minus seven yards. Well, that's a good defensive line by the Atlanta Falcons, also the linebackers. You know, the, the blitz is not only effective against the pass, but he's uh, more so against that run because the offensive men are not able to get out and get hold of those linebackers before they're able to get himself to play. Second down and ten for the Eagles. Carmichael left, just right. Tight end, Jaworski back to throw, four man rush, passes to the outside and through the hands of Montgomery incomplete. Montgomery was being covered by the linebacker Pennywell. Would have only been a short gain on the uh, throw, but Montgomery had to go right through his hands. The ball was thrown well by Jaworski with a lack of concentration, uh, of course the receiver out there. We probably would have picked up five or six yards, Jack, which would give you a, a little different call now on the third and ten situation. Second, uh, you get third and six, then it's your pass run type situation, and it puts a little more pressure on the defense to try to come up with the right call. Charlie Smith is to the right, Harold Carmichael. All six, eight of them is flipped to the left. And on third and ten, Atlanta shows the blitz again. Jaworski with a long count. The blitz is on. It's picked up well. The pass is thrown deep to Charlie Smith at the five, and he can't hang on. Incomplete inside the five-yard line. He was covered by Tom Clydemore, but not covered too well. Well, he had a step on Clydemore. The ball was thrown rather poorly, I would say, by Jaworski. He was on his outside shoulder. The ball should have been a little longer and inside on his inside shoulder for him to be able to make the catch. Philadelphia went for the big one and didn't get it. Mike Michelle will punt, kick it away from about his own 45. And it is Rickman back waiting for it inside his 15-yard line. Billy Rickman of Atlanta. Atlanta's blocked five punts this season. Not a very big rush. 
Line drive kick again by Michelle away from Rickman, and he takes it on the 12-yard line, and he is tackled, smothered at the 13 or 14. Now the ball comes loose. The ball comes loose, and it belongs to Philadelphia. Rickman fumbled the ball, and Philadelphia has it at the 13 or 14-yard line of Atlanta. It was Dennis Frank downfield for the Eagles, and Rickman had the ball shaken loose in to get it was Louis Giamona, I believe. I believe, Jack, that's the second fumble that he's recovered. He recovered the first one by the Eagles right. uh, on a, a punt return, and of course uh, came up with this big recovery down here on the Atlanta Falcon 13-yard line. So be first and ten for your work, Let's see if he doesn't come out and just try to hit that touchdown right away with a throw. 225 left in the scoreless first quarter. And now a is called by Atlanta. Atlanta is called timeout. Don't know the particular reason for this, except that they didn't want to get stung here without having their defense together after recovery or fumbling that punt. Rickman fumbled it. Giamotta recovered it. There's a pause in the action and let us take timeout. We mentioned earlier that Atlanta had allowed 290 points. Now, that may seem a little high, but keep in mind that in their final game last week, a game that really didn't mean too much to them because they had uh, already clinched a playoff spot with the Redskins having lost a day earlier, Atlanta surrendered 42 points to the St. Louis Cardinals, so that ballooned to figure up. As a matter of fact, one of the remarkable things about a lot of the teams that are in the playoffs because of their good defense, particularly the second half of the season, is that the teams that got in, not all of them, but some of them, particularly the wild cards, Atlanta allowed more points than it scored. Atlanta scored 240, allowed 290, yet they're in the playoffs. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were pretty close to the 500 mark. They allowed 250 and scored only 20 more, 270. Houston scored 298 during the regular season, and allowed 283. So you can see a lot of the teams that made it as wild card had uh, a very low margin as far as points allowed and points scored. The two teams that had the best points against average were Denver and Pittsburgh, both under 200. Let's pause briefly for station identification. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. I think he did all right, Jack. It was down in pretty good uh, shape. He picked it up. He looted one guy. He just did the wrong thing and not holding on to the handle. First down for the Eagles at the Atlanta 13. Jaworski fakes the Montgomery's back to throw into the end zone and broken up. Intended for the tight end, Bill Larson. And a fine defensive play was made by Tom Pridemore in the free safety. It was a good play by Pridemore, but Jaworski should have thrown the ball just a little earlier because the tight end Osborne was open right uh, about two steps before Pridemore got there. And, of course, uh, he just wasn't quick enough with the football. And as we thought, he may go with Bill Larson, rather, as the uh, receiver, not Osborne. And they are using the two tight ends. That presents a problem for the defense. Well, it evens up their running ability to both sides. You never have a weak side when you have two tight ends in the ball game. Second down and 10 from the 13-yard line now. Jaworski threw on first down. On second down, they give us to Montgomery. Running right, cutting it back. Yard, and Paul Maina, who is in there, defensive 
instantly. The second-year man from San Jose State almost took his head off. You're welcome to Atlanta, he really made a good tackle. Montgomery really uh, came across there. He, he uh, really was not hit as hard as it looked. His feet really went out from underneath him, Jack. That field right that one particular spot is a little damp and a little sloppy. It's third down and uh, 10 from the 13-yard line. Carmichael's to the right. Charlie Smith is flanked to the left. On third down from the Atlanta 13, the Falcons show the blitz. The blitz is on, and the pass is caught by Carmichael. Touchdown! They beat the blitz and score. It was an excellent read by Washington because the strong safety was coming up right through the middle, leaving that middle open. The outside uh, back did not, uh, not take the inside away from Carmichael. When you're six foot eight like he is, you can even throw the ball a little higher. He broke a tackle at about the five and romped in. He did. The strong safety came on the blitz, opening up that whole inside secondary, Jack. Uh, I kind of questioned that call by the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, me too. Even before the ball was snapped, I was about to say, it's a dangerous position in which to blitz. It'll it cost you six. It most definitely is. You'd rather blitz you when the blitz on the outside field. That turn is three plays, 13 yards. 56 seconds. And now Michelle tries to make it 7 to nothing with Shiro holding. The kick is no good! The kick is no good! And the Philadelphia Eagles were concerned about their place-kicking game, as we told you, before the ball was kicked off this afternoon. And now you see why they're concerned. When you can't make that uh, extra point, it's very, very difficult to make field goals for the 10, 15, 20, 25-yard line outside. Fourth and one. It's the fourth one that he's missed so far this season. We saw Michelle uh, practicing before the game. He was kicking them through from 42, 45 yards out. Kicked one from 50 yards out in practice. I'll be darned if he didn't miss the extra point. It's a little different, Jack, and that's called pressure. There's no pressure. No <laughs> ball, is there? Isn't there? <laughs> well, there may be, but I don't think you knew about it when you were playing. Dad back in that pocket one time. <laughs> the following announcement is brought to you by the National Football League. The official Super Bowl game program will again be a collector's item. And you can be one of the collectors. The program will feature scouting reports on the two competing teams, photos, and art portfolio of Super Bowl record holders, a special feature on the Lombardi Trophy and the 12-pass Super Bowl ring. You can get a souvenir copy of the book by sending $3 to Super Bowl 13 with Nona, Minnesota, 55987. We'll repeat the address. Here's the kick coming to Dennis Pearson. He's across the 20, 25, 30-yard line, and Atlanta has good position after the 21-yard return by Dennis Pearson, who averaged more than 26 yards per kick return during the year. Cleveland Franklin was the Philadelphia Eagle tackler. And let me give you the address again to get that Super Bowl game program. You send $3 to Super Bowl 13, Winona, Minnesota, 55987. That covers the purchase of the book. Postage and handling allows six weeks for del delivery. And don't forget, you can listen to the Super Bowl here on CBS Radio on January 21st. It is raining again. The give is the Haskell stand back. He cuts it back, moves across the 35-yard line, and moves out to the 38. He gained almost eight yards on the play. Stand back started right, made a good cut. He made an excellent cut because the Philadelphia Eagles are really moving in the direction of the play, following the guards. And uh, if Atlanta has been doing anything this afternoon, they've been typing themselves as to themselves as to running to their right the majority of the time, and you're going to get a lot of cutbacks whenever you get the pursuit going that quickly toward the uh, play of the play. Second down and three. Standback again. Bubba Bean uh, couldn't get his block, and Standback is tackled near the 40 and appears to be 
Well, looks like he's got a first down. Maybe by just an inch or so. What is your eyes going to say? My eyesight is 20-20, but I can't see the field. Yeah, we're pretty <laughs> far away and on a low level, but they're going to measure, and I would guess that he just barely made a first down on the second down carry. We have only 36 seconds remaining in the first quarter. The Eagles are leading 6 to nothing, and it is shy by an inch. Shy by an inch of a first down. You won't commit yourself, will you? Not unless I know it to be right. This is a good situation, Jack. You've got the second down or third down in an inch, I guess it is. You can, if you wanted to take the gamble, come up with a play-action type pass and then go for the sixth. And then on fourth down, come back and go for that first down. That is if you were the gambling type coach. The Eagles, position. the Eagles are playing Harrison, Johnson, and Harrison up front. And now they go into a six-man front. Figuring that Atlanta's going to stay on the ground. They do with Bubba Bean. He hurdles for a first down. Moved across the 40-yard line. Then he was driven back. He was driven back by Bill Berge, by Eric Johnson, the safety man. And another tackler in on the play was Reggie Wilkes, the linebacker. First down, Atlanta. At their own 41-yard line. And that play is going to mark the end of the first quarter. Atlanta's huddling up. But the clock is running down with five seconds remaining, raining here in Atlanta. And that field won't take much rain. It doesn't. It's a grass field. And these players are going to have to contend with some unusual playing conditions. That's the end of the first quarter with a score. Philadelphia 6, Atlanta nothing. Let's review the standings as how the teams finished in the National Football Conference this year. Dallas was the Eastern Division champion. They had the, uh, well, along with Los Angeles, the best records in the NFC. Dallas, the Eastern champion at 12-4. and Philadelphia at 9-7. and Washington, after going 6-0, and lost 8 of their next 10, didn't make the playoffs, and finished a disappointing 8-8. Eight and eight. And St. Louis and the New York Giants at 6-10. and 10. Those of you, primarily on the American Forces Radio, who do not have access, ready access to these scores of yesterday and last night, in the Tangerine Bowl, North Carolina State defeated Pittsburgh 30 to 17. In the Liberty Bowl, Missouri was the winner over LSU 20 to 15. And in the Sun Bowl, a surprising result came on you, Johnny Unitas, from Baltimore, Maryland. Texas 42 and Maryland nothing. Where did I get a hold of Jerry Claiborne up there? I might just strangle him. 42 to nothing. That's surprising. That's a good Maryland team. That's almost my age. We start the second quarter here in Atlanta. Johnny Unitas and Jack Buck with you. The Eagles scored with 125 remaining in the period on a 13-yard touchdown pass. From Jaworski to Harold Carmichael, they beat the blitz of Atlanta. Carmichael romps into the end zone. What does the stats look like in the first 15 minutes? Not very, uh, very good, Jack. The Philadelphia sports Atlanta both even with three first downs apiece. Rushing yardage is 50 for Atlanta and zero for Philadelphia. That's a turnaround because uh, offensively Atlanta ended up the season as 12th in the offensive rank where your the uh, NFC uh, Philadelphia team was fifth in the 41-yard pass to Philadelphia, five for Atlanta. Total yards 41 to Philadelphia, 55 Atlanta. From their own 41-yard line, Bartkowski back to throw on first down. He gets it to the sideline, and it is caught by the wide receiver, Wallace Francis, who caught 45 during the regular season. And he is very close to a first down. They might even have to measure 
sideline markers are always on the other side of the field, aren't they? They are, and it's difficult to see. Bobby Howard that time was really playing off France. He's concerned about his speed plus his footing down there. And uh, field conditions as we're having them right now is kind of slippery. The offense generally has the advantage, especially if you're throwing the football, because the offensive uh, receivers know where they're going. The defense has to play off just a little more than what they would really like to do. Philadelphia had their own safety blitz on that time as they came up, uh, the Atlanta came up a foot short of a first down. They were shooting Randy Logan, but he couldn't get to Bartkowski. Bartkowski took the, the, the deep drop. Of course, Bobby Howard, as I mentioned, was playing off of Francis, and, uh, which really enabled Howard, or rather Bartkowski, to get the football to him. Ball is to the 49-yard line of the Philadelphia Eagles. Second down and one for Atlanta. Johnny, how do you rate Bartkowski? I saw him in the early part of the season, Jack, and he was struggling for about the first four ball games. And then he uh, got himself banged up a little bit, but he's come off the injury. I think he's progressing uh, quite well. Talking to Coach Cleveland Bennett, he's satisfied with his progress so far. Here on second and short, he's back to throw, and he airs it out far downfield. And it is intercepted by Philadelphia, and it is going to be run out of the end zone. Back out to the 5, to the 10, to the 15. And out of bounds goes Herman Edwards, the cornerback, who made a brilliant one-handed interception on the two, went into the end zone. He could have downed it back there for a touchback. He acted confused. He didn't know whether he could down it or not, and he ran it back out to the 19. He wasn't sure. He could have just sat right in the end zone. No one could have touched him. They would have brought the ball out to the 20. That ball was thrown just as far as uh, Bukas could. It's as good as a punt, although you don't like to see the interception at this point because we're back out to the 18-yard line. That was second and short, John, second and a foot. Right, and really, you don't like to see him throw the football that way. It was an interception, easy interception, really, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, there's the timeout, 14-41 remaining in the half. The Eagles have it first and 10 at their own 19 with the score of the Eagles 6 and Atlanta nothing. Let's take timeout. Continuing our look at the uh, final standings in the National Football Conference during the regular season. team in NFL history. They won eight, lost seven, and tied one. A tie with Green Bay, the team they beat out for the divisional title. Actually, they finished in a tie. Minnesota and Green Bay were both eight, seven, and one, but uh, Minnesota had won an earlier game, and the second contest between the two finished in a tie, so Minnesota in head-to-head -head competition got the edge. Detroit was next in line, 7-9, but the Lions improved a lot during the last four or five games of the regular season, and they may be a team to be reckoned with next year. A lot of young talent on that team. Chicago, which had a dismal season, finished 7-9. They were figured to do a lot better. And Tampa Bay, John McKay's crew, finished 5-11. In the West, no contest. Los Angeles won it easily, 12-4 record. And to try to fool people. Uh, a 
a play-action type pass and then go off the play-action for the long pass. I can understand that, but just a straight drop back and then say, I'm going to throw it up there. Whoever gets it to get it, I think it was a poor call. No gain on the last play by Montgomery. He's been stymied. It's second down and 10 Eagles. And Jaworski back to throw. A quick out, and it is caught by Charlie Smith. Out to the 26-yard line, making it third down and about three confronted the Eagles. With 13.51 remaining in the half, and the clock stop. Rollin Lawrence was the tackler. Lawrence has intercepted six this year. On the other corner, Rick Pius has picked off a couple. And Atlanta, for the year, has had only 12 interceptions. That's not very many in the 16-game schedule. Not really good with that type of uh, defense they have. You notice what type of passes that Jaworski is throwing as a quick out, the, the quick passes that he can get off rather than sitting back in that pocket because of the defensive by the uh, Falcons. On their own 26, third and three, Philadelphia. And Jaworski gives to Hogan. Tackle, no gain on the play. Driven back by the swarming Atlanta defense. And the Eagles will have to punt on third and three. They try to run it to the short side. They continue to use the two tight ends, so it's not weak side, strong side. But the two of the defensive end was helped out by Greg Grazina, a very active linebacker. One of the better linebackers in the, in the game today. He's uh, very, very active. He's good in drop, uh, pass drop, getting back into the secondary. And he's also very, very tough on the run, as we just noted. Atlanta's blocked by punt. Michelle will kick it away. He gets it away, and it's not a very good kick. It is taken on the 46-yard line by Billy Rickman in Atlanta. Really wasn't burned too much by the interception earlier in the end zone. That was a 29-yard punt and no return. 13.09 remaining in the first half. There's a timeout on the field with the score. The Eagles, six. And Atlanta, nothing. All right, Jack, the, the big play so far, of course, has been the blitz by the Atlanta Falcons, where they sent the safety, Carmichael being able to come in front of the defender and picked up the quick uh, throw by Jaworski, which puts them ahead six to nothing. Of course, then we were concerned about the Eagles kicking ball game, and you see why when he missed that extra point. It's been a predominantly uh, ground control, conservative type football game so far. I think that uh, possibly uh, Philadelphia's ahead now. They may even try to go on the ground a little more often than what they would do usually. The Atlanta Falcons, uh, with Bukowski, uh, have to, has the ability to, to throw the football, but they're going to have to get some kind of semblance of attack against strong uh, Philadelphia defensive football team. Philadelphia gets very, very difficult whenever they have the lead and they can play their type of football, which is hard-nosed type of football. They want to get in and get the thing done. A surprising figure, Wilbert Montgomery, has carried six times for minus... Seven yards against this Atlanta defense. Yet the Eagles are leading six to nothing here early in the second quarter. Atlanta has the ball first down at their own 46-yard line. They send Wallace Francis and Alfred Jackson both to the left side. The tight end Jim Mitchell is on the right side. And Bartkowski hands off to Bubba Bean. Couldn't get started. Gained the yard over the right side. Bergie. Wilkes and others driving back. Some extracurricular activity breaks out involving Phil McKinley and a couple of the Eagles. No gain by Bubba Bean. He didn't get off the ball very well. <laughs> no, he didn't. And uh, again, we mentioned uh, the uh, Falcons running again strictly to their right side. They've been doing that all afternoon, and uh, the 
Philadelphia Eagles were right to the pass to stop them. They have not picked up that much yardage. Their offensive football team is doing a fair job against the Eagles on the right-hand side of this uh, line and moving them off. That time to no avail, however. Now the four-man front with Ken Clark checking in for the Eagles. Second down and nine for Atlanta from their own 47-yard line. Bartkowski back to throw. Has time from the pocket. To the right sideline, incomplete. There by Bobby Howard against Billy Rickman. Some of the fans thought there was some early contact made, but no flag was thrown. And it's third down and nine. Jim Mitchell is the tight end of Atlanta. He can be a force in the game. He's caught 32 passes this year. But it takes time for a young quarterback to make maximum use of that tight end. Well, perhaps he's been around uh, long enough to be able to do that. I don't think there are many teams in the National Football League that really throw the ball uh, as often to their tight end as they should because a good tight end it certainly makes up at least 50% of your passing attack. On third and nine, Bartkowski rolls left, has time, he's rushed, he's hit, he's back in the backfield, back at the... Uh Back at the 41-yard line, and a flag goes down on the field. Carl Hairston was in there to get Bartkowski, who had plenty of time, but just couldn't find anybody. He did. He had no pressure whatsoever. He rolled out to his left. But what he does when, when that happens, when you start rolling right or left, you really limit yourself to one side of the, of the field. And nine out of ten times, if you're rolling right or left, your defense is going to rotate towards the side of the field that you're running on really complicating things because then you do not have as much room as you would really like to throw the football into. Fred Silver, the referee, is going to mark off some yardage against Philadelphia. Way down to the 37-yard line. Let's listen. Defense, number 68. Head slap. First down. Head slap. Personal foul against the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, it's a big break now for the Atlanta Falcons, who have not been able to move the football this past series. Burkowski getting uh, knocked down and uh, with one completion, with one incompletion. A uh, big break for them now. It seems like the bit of momentum may have turned a little bit here, Jack. Ball of the 38-yard line on the Eagles. And on first down, Jackson and uh, Rickman are both to the left side. Bartkowski, a first down pass. Straight back, pops it off to Bubba Bean, the running back. He's to the 45. He is down to the 38-yard line of Philadelphia, and he picks up four or five yards on the play. And another flag is down back at the line of scrimmage. Holding against Atlanta. Well, they just they get a bad one. Yeah, and you don't like to see that, uh, especially when you have... Yard penalty uh, certainly penalizes it, or ten yard penalty rather, certainly penalizes. Sometimes it's hard to get back. The, uh, they only had a three man rush that time on Burkowski, and you should be able to hold those people out without holding them. They've had an awful lot of penalties this year, the Falcons have. Number 73, holding. McKinley, the offensive tackle on the right side, was holding. I guess that goes along with being one of the youngest teams in the National Football League, the number of penalties. Uh, there are a lot of mistakes that are made. A lot of times you miscounts, and in the course of the uh, holding type penalties, you don't want to get your quarterback hurt, so the last minute you grab a jersey in here, but the officials are down, and they normally control it pretty well. Second down and 20, Bartkowski hits his wide receiver at the 46-yard line, and with the ball goes Wallace Francis for a first down inside the 30, down near the 25-yard line of Philadelphia before John Sanders got it. Francis had really shaken wide open. 
had the shot earlier, a little turn in, about 15 yards downfield. Bill Berger that time almost got a hand on the football. Bobby Hyatt playing off of uh, Wild Grant because of his great speed. He doesn't want to let him get behind him. So they overcame the holding penalty. Atlanta did, and it's the first down of the Eagles' 25-yard line as the Falcons go from our left to our right on first down. They give us the stand back, the tailback. He drives down near the 22-yard line and picks up three straight ahead. You notice Bubba Bean, and he's had a bad neck. He missed the last regular season game. He does not clearing out with his block. No, he, he's getting, I think he's being a little protective of that uh, the neck problem that he's had, Jack. And uh, once he gets, uh, maybe the game gets a little tighter and we, they can score down here, he might just forget about it altogether and start uh, running with reckless abandon. You just can't be careful when you're an offensive back back there. Be careful about doing this. You have to run with reckless abandon. That's the sign of a great back. From the Eagles, 22-yard line, second down and seven. Markowski to Bubba Bean, picks his way over the middle, fumbles the ball, recovered by Philadelphia. Bubba Bean has gotten down near the 15-yard line, the ball popped loose, and coming away with it was number 26, John Sanders for the Eagles, and who's in the pass? Well, he, he was the hit fairly well and the ball knocked out of his arms. It's one thing you have to have to do if you're a back coming through that line. When you're coming through the middle of the line, you're going to have to remember to keep both hands on the football. Uh, when you're in traffic like that, you never know where you're going to get hit from. A guy coming up on the side behind is liable to put a hand in there. Reggie Wilkes, uh, who was a fine linebacker, number three draft choice by the Philadelphia Eagles came in and knocked the ball loose. And of course, a big turnover now for Philadelphia. 10.43 left in the half with a score of Philadelphia 6 to nothing over Atlanta. Let's take time out. While San Francisco finished with the worst record in the National Football League at 2-14 and 14, and the worst in the NFC as well, of course, the American Football Conference top teams in the Eastern Division, New England and Miami, finished in a deadlock at 11-5, and 5, but New England had uh, beaten Miami in head-to-head -head competition, so they got the nod. The New York Jets, who were an improved ball club during the year with a lot of offensive fireworks, but uh, not much on defense, finished a surprising 8-8. Eight and eight. And then Buffalo and Baltimore in the AFC cellar at 5-11. and 11. Well, the last time Atlanta got down deep into Philadelphia territory, they had a pass intercepted in the end zone. Now they have fumbled on the Philadelphia 15-yard line, and the Eagles go back the other way. And all of us at CBS would like to congratulate Mr. and Mrs. John United, parents of a new 10-pound baby boy, Chad. after gaining two yards on the play. That's all. Montgomery can't get anything done. Jack on the back like Montgomery, the Atlanta Falcons have to be concerned about over-pursuing. He is a great cutback type runner. Same as uh, Haskell Standback or Bubba Bean. And uh, these are one of the things that they really have to be concerned about when they're starting out to the right to always have someone following down behind them to pick up the cutback. Gave Montgomery three yards on the play. Second down and seven from the 18 of Philadelphia. The toss is to Hogan, the other back. He comes across the 20-yard line, tackled short of a first down. It'll be third down and about two. Jeff Murrow was one of the tacklers. 
And there with him was the linebacker, Dewey McClay. 9.50 left in the half. I can't get over so far that most of these teams seem to be right-handed on just about everything they have been doing, even throwing the football. Montgomery uh, has run, and Hogan both have run predominantly to the right side, as has Haskell, Stanback, and Bubba Dean. Philadelphia has been very good trying to get first downs on third down. They've made it only two out of six tries. They have third and a yard and a half from their own 23-yard line. Jaworski tosses to Hogan, cuts it back, gets a first down, moving across the 25, and he is out to the 30-yard line for a Philadelphia first down. Guy Morris, Wade Key, Woody Peoples, Jerry Sizemore, Stan Walters, and the two tight ends, Richard Osborne and Bill Larson doing the job. And Greg Brezino, the linebacker, was there to uh, make the tackle. They've been staying away from Brezino's side. On the <laughs> other side, Kuykendall is a good linebacker also. They both they have an array of good linebackers. That old defensive football team uh, has had a good season. And uh, those fellows will sting you and hit you just as hard as they possibly can. On first down now, Jaworski, who continues to use long counts, gives to Hogan, pops up the middle, gets only a yard and a half, and he is driven back that Jaworski is using that time with his long count before the snap to read that Atlanta defense and try to figure out what they're going to do. He's trying to pick up that blitz. If he can pick the blitz up at the last second and then change and play the line of scrimmage, he can come up with a very big play, possibly a touchdown because of a single coverage back there. And the United told me when he's shoveling the place to the sideline, he likes to get him in there early so you have a little time to adjust to the line of scrimmage. That's right. Your time should be spent on the line of scrimmage, not in the huddle. Second down and eight. From the 32 for the Eagles. Carmichael to the left. Smith the wing back. And Montgomery uh, started right. Cuts it back to the 30-yard line. 35, 40-yard line. First down Philadelphia on the misdirection play. Montgomery took two steps to the right and turned and came back the other way. Even Jaworski was trying to block for him, but he's not a very good blocker. <laughs> the quarterback not supposed to be. There's a, there's a play, as we mentioned before, that the... Uh, Atlanta Falcons getting an awful lot of pursuit once that play starts to the right instead of just kind of uh, staying back and playing your position was pursuing right down that line of scrimmage and the Eagles taking advantage of the uh, pursuit started right, came back on a reverse by Montgomery and picked up the first down. It was a fine call. Recovered the fumble on their 15, the Eagles did. They're now out to their own 43-yard line. Jaworski on first down. Goals that long, Carmichael couldn't make his move as he was being covered by Roland Lawrence. They, uh, they showed a little square out. Jaworski gave an arm pump, and then Carmichael tried to turn it upfield but couldn't get away. Well, that's what they tried to do. They ran into the zone over there. Carmichael had a, a quick out call, uh, as you mentioned. And in those types of uh, situations, Carmichael has to read the zone and make the adjustment. And uh, Jaworski saw the zone, and Carmichael did not read it as well. He should have—he was trying to throw it into the dead spot, into the zone jack, which uh, they weren't able to do. Jaworski is five out of nine, one touchdown, 45 yards, no interceptions. Second down and ten from their own 43 for Philadelphia. Going from our right to our left, Jaworski takes the snap, straight back to throw. Brazina's after him, hits him, backs him in the backfield. Greg Brazina gets the second Atlanta sack of the afternoon. Jaworski never saw. Never saw him, and he beat Montgomery. Montgomery was there to pick him up and did a fourth job of blocking on him. Whenever you're going to do that, as an offensive back, you see the blitz, you want to come up to the line of scrimmage and meet the blitz at the line of scrimmage, not give that uh, defensive linebacker 
much room to maneuver. The closer you get him to the line of scrimmage, the better off you are. That time, Montgomery did get it. The ball is now back at the Philadelphia 36, and it's third down and 16. Carmichael's to the left, Charlie Smith flanked right. Atlanta showing the blitz. Blitzing, chasing five men, the pass over the middle, caught by Carmichael, tackled, no first down. And that was the third down play. Carmichael was tackled by Rick Bias. Bias did the only thing he could do. Rick Carmichael catch it and then drop it. That's right. The mistake Carmichael made was not getting enough yardage for the first down, getting enough depth to get past that first down marker so that if you have to come back to the ball, you have a chance of maybe breaking a tackle, picking it up. Rickman is back. He has averaged eight yards per punt return. Michelle kicks the ball. Not too high. Rickman took it on the 23-yard line, 25-30. Out to the 35-yard line, and Atlanta has the ball again, trailing 6 to nothing. 5.52 left in the half. Vince Papali was downfield for the Eagles. A 30-yard punt. A kicking game not very good by the Eagles, and a 12-yard return. They haven't uh, kicked the ball that well. The returns have been pretty good, Jack. I'm surprised they haven't been better, aren't you? I am, too. It's a little chilly out there. Maybe the ball is just not uh, getting airborne quickly enough or, or something. I don't know. But the players and the kickers in this ballpark, uh, which is also used by the Atlanta Braves, where the baseball really rides down here, football players tell me the ball usually carries very well in this enclosed city. Well, it does. And there's no, really, there's no wind factor after the set, no, so it shouldn't be that much of a problem. There's a pause in the action with the score. The Eagles 6 Atlanta nothing. Let's take time out. In the Central Division of the American Football Conference, Pittsburgh won it easily, and they had the best record in the National Football League. A fine year for the men of Chuck Knoll at 14-2, and two, and uh, they had a great year offensively and defensively, scoring 356 points. That was second only to the Dallas Cowboys, 384. And uh, Pittsburgh allowed the fewest points in the National Football League, only 195. Houston was next 10-6, and six, then Cleveland at 8-8, eight and eight, and the uh, Browns had a lot of trouble on defense this year, surrendering 356 points, and that was the key to the reason they finished at 8-8. Eight and eight. And Cincinnati, which came on strong and won its last three ball games, still wound up with a poor record, four wins and 12 losses. But keep in mind, they had a lot of problems. Kenny Anderson was injured during the year, and the club was decimated by injuries during the first half of the season to a lot of personnel. Cincinnati at 4-12 and 12 in the Central Division cellar. Johnny Unitas is alongside as we describe the action for you on CBS from Atlanta. Falcons ball, first and 10, their own 35. Barkowski, three out of six, 36 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Wide receivers are Alfred Jackson and Billy Rickman. They're both to the right side. Mitchell, the tight end, is on the left side. The give is to Bubba Bean, trying to come up the middle, nothing doing. He ran into uh, Dennis Harrison. Who wouldn't turn him loose? And Harrison is really big. 6'8", 275, helped out by Carl Hurston. He can hardly miss him. But I think that Burkowski is going to have to start throwing the football on first down uh, just a little more than what he has. I don't know what his percentage are, is on first down, but he has to loosen them up, uh, Jack. They have not done that uh, good a job against the Eagles uh, so far. Bubba Bean got two yards, and from his own 37, Burkowski is faced with second and eight. And he's back to throw. The pressure is considerable. He swings it off to Bubba Bean. He's to the 40, makes the move to the 45. He gained good yards.
yardage on the play, and he does have a first down. They mark the ball down on the Atlanta 46. It's a first down for the Falcons with 4.53 remaining in the first half, 6 nothing Philadelphia. I think he may want to go to a different type of attack, Jack. He's not, not picking up enough yards on the first down situation, so he may want to get that ball to stand back or Bubba Bean on some uh, screens on the first down situation, which is a real fine down to screen on. Rickman and uh, Francis are the wide receivers. Barkowski, a first down pass, batted down by the safety man, Randy Logan, who was looking right into his face. He tried to get it out to the sideline. Trying to get it out to Wallace Francis, but Randy Logan was right on top of it. <laughs> well, we talked about the first play of the ball game, I believe, that the Logan was up there as well on a uh, safety blitz. And there he is. There you see him again right in Burkowski's face and not able to get the football off. If you're going to blitz, you better do something when you get in there. Oh, please hit someone. Except the quarterback. <laughs> Don't hit that. It hurts the next day. Huh. United says. Second down and ten. Markowski on the running play to stand back. Broken tackle moved across midfield. He gained good yardage out to the 48-yard line of Philadelphia. Frank Lamaster, the middle linebacker for the visiting Eagles, made the tackle. We're coming to the four-minute mark remaining in the half. Third down and three for the Falcons now. At the 47 of the Eagles. They alternate their wide receivers. Rickman comes out along with Alfred Jackson. Francis is the wide receiver. Two tight ends are in there. Lewis Gilbert with Jim Mitchell. The running play and the running play by Atlanta is not enough for a first down as we view it from up here. John Sanders, the primary Philadelphia defender. Stand back was the runner. See what kind of forward progress they give him. He came very close to a first down. If they didn't make it, John, they might be inclined to gamble with 342 left in the half. It's a good it's a good spot to gamble here, Jack. There's no reason why they shouldn't. You know, there's, there's no tomorrow for each one of these teams if they lose. And Philadelphia is not that explosive. That's right. They, they, it really has not been an offensive football game at all this afternoon. It, we really didn't expect one. It's conservatism all the way. And both teams playing a very fine, fine defense. And the first for the Atlanta Falcons. So they have control of the football at this point. Well, that becomes academic. I think this field's a little crooked. I could have sworn it was short a couple of inches, and he made it by an inch. So they don't have to gamble, even if they were inclined to do so. They're now at the Eagle 44. Well, let's see what they can do on first down now. It's a good time to start throwing the football if they're going to throw it, but make sure they're the right type of passes. Rickman and Francis fall to the right side. High formation, stand back, carrying the ball up the middle, makes the move, tries to get outside. Got only a couple of yards. The reason you heard the big crowd reaction was that if Stenback had beaten the tackle, he would have had some running room down the side. But he just couldn't turn the corner. Well, he came out in the eye formation that time. I believe that's the first time. And eye formation is really good uh, type of formation to uh, when you have backs like the Stenback uh, above a beam to be doing that cutting back, cutting back off of the, uh, the, the block by your offensive people. Second down and six from the Eagle 40. Bartkowski looks outside, throws outside, and a bad throw incomplete. He intended it for his wide receiver, Al Jackson, but nothing doing. Third and six comes about, 2.42 left in the half. The only scoring in this game, a 13-yard touchdown pass to Harold Carmichael from Jaworski. 
With 1.25 left in the first quarter, the extra point was missed, and it remains 6-0 Philadelphia. The Falcons have to get uh, further downfield from Mazzetti, I think, to kick a field goal. They, they like to come out of this drive with at least three points. Uh, they prefer seven, but uh, three at least put them on the scoreboard. From the Eagle 40, third down and six. Eagles are blitzing now. And the pass over the middle is caught and dropped by Sandback. It would not have been enough for a first down anyhow. An incomplete pass is the call. I don't really know if the Eagles were coming with the blitz or not. They showed it, started it, and jumped off. Well, they come. They came with a pretty good rush. Harrison got to Barkowski that time and unloaded on him after he, just as he was throwing the football. Uh, Kenny Clark, rather. I'm sorry, Mr. Clark. Mr. Clark, I apologize. But he did put the boom on uh, Burkowski, and he was a little slow coming off the field. Another punt by John James. This will be his third of the afternoon. A low snap. He handled it well. Kicked it high. It's well covered by Atlanta, and it bounces out of bounds near the 10-yard line. At the 10-yard line. Fine punt by John James. During the uh, regular playing season, he kicked 25 of them out of bounds inside the 20, and he just put the Eagles back at their 10-yard line. More rain falls, 2.28 left in the first half. In this situation, I think we can look for the Atlanta Falcons to possibly flip two out of three downs down here. They have Philadelphia in a very tight spot against that goal line. They're on the nine-yard line. And I think you'll see them coming to try to stop any type of run or passing situation which might prevail itself here. Yeah, the Eagles are leading 6 to nothing. They're backed up to their 10-yard line. They probably won't gamble here in this playoff game. They give us to the up-back Hogan, and he moves to the 13-yard line for a gain of three. Second and seven coming up. And we'll probably have the two-minute warning before we have another snap of the ball. Well, Johnny Unitas and I and all of us at uh, CBS Radio certainly wish a happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas to our listeners across the country on CBS Radio and around the world through American Forces Radio. And tomorrow will be the start of both religious holidays, the Christian and the Jewish holidays. We hope that those listening to us right now are safe, warm, comfortable, and have a nice holiday season. Here is the two-minute warning from Atlanta Stadium down here in Georgia. And we've got a good guy in here, don't we? Oh, we've got a good guy in As they say in Georgia, it's quite a guy in And the two-minute warning, the officials have called a timeout. So let's take a moment for this message. And will give us an opportunity to complete our look at the uh, final regular season standings in the American Football Conference. The Western Division champion was Denver with a record of 10-6. and six, And they allowed only 198 points, one of the best defensive records in the uh, NFL during the year. The Orange Crush was at it again, particularly the second half of the season when they regrouped after a rather sluggish first half. Oakland, for the first time in many years, didn't make the playoffs. They finished with 9-7. and seven as did the Seattle team, the Seahawks, a very impressive ball club. Uh, many people are saying Jack Patera may be coach of the year, even though the team didn't make the playoffs. But they came close. Then it was San Diego at 9-7. and seven. That's a three-way tie between Oakland, Seattle, and San Diego. And Kansas City in the basement, the uh, Kansas City team, the Chiefs finished with a poor record of 4-12. and 12. Defense was their problem. They allowed 327 on the year. Seattle, an exciting team. They allowed 358, but they sure could put points on the board with 345. We have two minutes left in the half. At halftime, Eddie LeBaron, the general manager of the Falcons, will be a guest here in our booth, along with George Young, a scout for the Miami Dolphins. So don't go away. Second down and six for the Eagles. 
They're at the 13-yard line. The up back is Hogan, moves to the 15-16. It'll be third down and short as the Eagles try to punch it up. Timeout called by Atlanta. They want to stop the Eagles here, get the ball, and have a little time. Now they have, that's the first. Well, that's the second timeout used by Atlanta. They have only one remaining. Earlier, Johnny United said that he didn't think the winner of this game would progress any further in the playoffs. If Atlanta wins, they play at Dallas. If Philadelphia wins, they play at Los Angeles. And I'm inclined to think that if Philadelphia wins this game, they'd have a pretty good chance at Los Angeles on the 31st. Well, I think that they, if they do go to win here and go to a Los Angeles to play, they certainly are going to have to improve their offensive making uh, quite a bit. They, uh, Los Angeles Rams and a fine defensive football team. And I, for one, don't think that the Philadelphia Eagles yet are in the class of the Los Angeles Rams. Later today here on CBS Radio, and those two teams are itchy right now, I'm sure. Houston Oilers and the Miami Dolphins in the Orange Bowl in Miami. John Klein and Jim Kelly are there to describe the action for you. It won't uh, put up against this game. It'll probably start some 10 or 15 minutes after we're through. It commences at 3.50 Eastern time as the AFC first-round playoff game of wild-card teams takes place Houston at Miami. Who do you like there? Well, I'm inclined to go with uh, Don Shula's Miami Dolphins, although they are uh, pretty well beaten up throughout the season. They have a lot of people that are injured, and uh, I think that Coach uh, Shula has a way of coming up uh, with some uh, outstanding coaching and some outstanding playing by his team when he's a fourth game. You know him pretty well, though. We made him famous in Baltimore, Jim. <laughs> Is that a quote? <laughs> oh, certainly. That's a quote. <laughs> it's third down and two. The Eagles would like to get a first down and keep the ball. At their own 17. A very tight formation with a wing back. Carmichael, who goes in motion, sets up on the other wing. Jaworski on third down, facing a big Atlanta front. Gives the ball to Hogan. Try to get outside. Can't tackle for a loss on the play. Driven way back inside the 10-yard line. And it's going to be kicking time for the Eagles. Kicking time for the Eagles. 1.45 remaining in the half. Roland Lawrence. Frank Reed, both out of the secondary, led the defensive charge. Right, this will be the fourth punt by Mike Michel. If you're an, off if you're an offensive or a coach for the Philadelphia Eagles and a special team coach, what do you tell them? You know they're going to be coming to get the football, do everything they possibly can to get back here, block it, and at least force a poor punt. They'll be coming after this punt, too. The Falcons blocked five during the regular season. And the center lifted his head and... Uh, Atlanta came roaring, either offside or illegal procedure. It's going to cost somebody five. Procedure against the Eagles. Now they're going to get back further, and Michelle will get the kick away from the goal line. I kind of think the procedure was against the center with a false move. I think it was, too, and uh, that hurts. Uh, Mike Brad really had a nice kick that time, but Dennis Frank moved his head and, of course, drew the whole Atlanta Falcon team right back across <laughs> 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 That one back there is a safety man, but uh, Michael really had a fine kick that time. Now the ball is marked at the 10. Ball start. Illegal procedure against the Eagles, and now Mike Michelle is in the end zone. He needs a good snap from Dennis Frank. The Falcons will be coming after it. And we have Billy Rickman out at the Philadelphia 45 waiting for the punt. Snap is low, handled by Michelle, and it is not blocked, and Rickman took it at the 38. He called for a fair catch, and then he was hit by a member of the Eagles. A flag is dropped by one official at 
Francis is to the left, Rickman to the right, Borkowski back to throw, fake short, throws it to Mitchell, out of bounds, bobbling the ball, did not have possession, and he got out of bounds inside the five. The ball was thrown behind him, and it turned Mitchell around, a very awkward catching position, and now it's fourth down and field goal time for Tim Mazzetti, who wore the Philadelphia uniform in preseason, and what a hero he has been down here in Georgia. Oh, he's won three or four ball games for them in the closing seconds of the ball game. He's He's been just absolutely perfect for them all season long. We're going to get a chance to look at him, see what he can do here. He was a former Philadelphia Eagle player, and uh, Dick Vermeil talked Neiman Bennett into picking him up on uh, after he was released. James holds it. Mazzetti kicks it. It's no good. It's no good. And so that uh, bad pass, and I have to call it that by Barkowski, kept the uh, Falcons from continuing a cut touchdown drive. Made them try a 37-yard field goal, and Mazzetti missed it, and the Falcons are still blank with 44 seconds left. Well, he hit that one low and hooked it to the left. Uh, he didn't get the ball up in the air. It looked like it may have had a, a slightly bad snap coming right back. Hand, yeah. He came over the top. Right, he, he sure did, and we certainly didn't like it, too. That's it, what it is, you get up that way. <laughs> Done that on the golf course a few times. Too much right hand. Now the ball's at the 20. The Falcons have no timeouts remaining. The Eagles probably will be content to sit on the ball. They lead 6 to nothing. They'll get the second half kickoff. And Jaworski calls the play and hands off to the upback, who is Hogan. And the ball almost came loose, believe it or not, on that simple dive play. And the clock runs, and Atlanta will not be able to stop it. The quarterback in this situation has to keep reminding his offensive people about the time and where they are on the field, and they keep two hands on the football. Let's not drop it down here. We're ahead 6 nothing. We've got the second half to play. We don't want to give anything up. They won't even snap the ball again. They have time on the 30-second uh, clock, uh, 15 seconds, 12 seconds left in the half. Clock running. This intermission is going to find a score of 6 to nothing. And a 13-yard touchdown pass to Harold Carmichael with one and a half remaining in the first quarter. Raining very hard in Atlanta right now. And the crowd here is disappointed. The first playoff game ever for their Falcons. And the first 30 minutes have gone by. Their team has been blank. There's the gun sounding the end of the first half with a score. The Philadelphia Eagles 6, the Atlanta Falcons nothing. The following week. Thanks Thank for coming by, Dad. Thank you, John. Once again, the score halftime is Atlanta 0, Philadelphia 6. back here at halftime and the rain is continually coming down on the field. I'm sure it's going to make for a real muddy football field and a muddy football game later this afternoon, Jack. You know, John, uh, everybody feels that Atlanta outplayed the Eagles, although they trail uh, six to nothing at this time. And this rain and the muddy field will help Bartkowski if he's uh, playing that catch-up football game. It should. <laughs> well, if he's throwing the football, certainly the, uh, the advantage is to the offense because of the Receivers know exactly where they're going. The defense has to play off a little bit more than what they would like to do, and they're able to throw the football. If they're able to throw the football, I think uh, you'll see uh, Atlanta do something well. Here's the kickoff by Mazzetti. It's taken by one of the up men on the 10, 15, 20, and the Eagles come out across the 30-yard line. 30 more minutes of football remaining. Six to nothing at the half. The Eagles leading, and right now it is raining harder than it has rained since early morning here in Atlanta. 
The Eagles have the ball back at their 35-yard line, and they can't sit on it here, John. Now they have to they have to get across the goal line. It's 6-0. Uh, they can tie it with two field goals, and if they get touched down, the extra point put them ahead. The Eagles have to uh, get, generate more offense than what they've shown in the first half. It is Hogan and Montgomery in the backfield. A long count to give it to Montgomery. He makes a good cut and moves out to the 41-yard line. I'm sure it's been a frustrating game for Montgomery thus far. With a few yards that uh, he has gained, his longest gain has been 11 yards. He's had seven yards net, that's all. He had eight attempts and seven yards, which is not a very good day for Montgomery. But you have to give the defensive line of the Atlanta Falcons credit and also those linebackers who are really uh, shutting things up at the, on the front of the line of scrimmage. Tom Brightmore, the safety man, made the tackle at the 41 after a gain of six by Montgomery. On second down and four, another long count, and Montgomery again, nothing. Started right, tried to cut it back, and there was nothing there. Jeff Yates, the defensive end, went in underneath, and he really jammed up. He jammed up, you, you know, they've been doing that all afternoon, and the defense is playing tremendous football. As noticed, Montgomery's not been able to break loose to gain any yards. He did pick up a few yards, and that one trick play they had was a start to the right, came back on a reverse, and picked up about 11 yards, as we mentioned earlier, but he's lost the yardage, a lot of yardage uh, all day long. No game that time. Third and four Eagles from their own 41. Going from our left to our right here in the third quarter of the game. Will Jaworski pass. The up rolls right, pops it out, and it is incomplete. It was bobbled around. Pridemore uh, was there defensively. And the Eagles' Montgomery couldn't come away with it. Had one hand on it. But it's kicking time. And they were very conservative. Two runs in the pass. That's right. And the pain for that, John. Yeah, they, they saw the blitz coming. Jaworski uh, could have looked over here at Roland Lawrence. He was down in the three-point stance. And he was coming all the time. And I bought them out. <laughs> he was. And the type of offense they've shown with a, with a double tight end in there certainly tells the defense it's going to be a running afternoon for the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike Michelle will get it away from his 30. There's no pressure. Billy Rickman is back. A fair catch is called for by Atlanta. And it was the running back Strong. Ray Strong stepped right in front of him and took the ball away. Only a 25-yard punt. The Eagles are winning 6-0 despite a poor kicking game, a poor... Uh, on the extra point, a miss there, bad punting. The Falcons have had good field position. They're back at their own 34 as they get the ball for the first time in the second half. With the score, Philadelphia 6 to nothing over Atlanta. Let us take time out. Well, Missouri coach Warren Powers had his answer quickly Saturday, and it was that LSU left the field with uh, some doubts about its ability to stop his Missouri Tigers. Powers is openly concerned about his team's sharpness going into Saturday's Liberty Bowl with the LSU Tigers since his 15th-ranked Tigers had been idle for more than a month. But all the questions of rustiness were answered to his joy when his club took the opening kickoff, drove 75 yards for a touchdown, and then won in a good ball game, 20-15. Missouri, which finished 8-4, was sparked by sophomore running back James Wilder, the game's most valuable player, with 115 yards rushing. And they rolled to a 20-3 halftime lead, but then saw 18th-ranked LSU come back behind the running of second-team All-American tailback Charles Alexander, who eventually outgained Wilder 133 yards on 24 carries. The sophomore quarterback Bill Bradley connected on 11 passes for 117 yards and did a great job directing the Mizzou Tigers' attack. Johnny Unitas, it's obvious that both clubs have to generate a little more offense for their own benefit here. 
the uh, Falcons to catch up, the Eagles to solidify their lead. The question is, is either club capable of generating an offense? I think they are if, if they go out and start throwing the football and pass protection, but I don't think they're going to generate much by keeping the ball on the ground and not fooling each other. Ball is at the Atlanta 34, first down, stand back, runs over the right side on a slant, moves across the 35-yard line and got only a couple of yards with Bubba Bean leading the way and the blocking on the right side by Thielman and McKinley, the center, Jeff Dan Note, and Carl Harrison, the tackler. And the Eagles would be happy if Atlanta just keeps playing like this, wouldn't they? Well, they certainly will, and I don't see it coming out in the second half that they coming out and doing the same thing they had done in the first half. I think they have to open the ball game up, Jack. I think they have to throw the ball on the first downs. I have to have, think Forecastic uh, has to go to the screens, the draws, and uh, throw the ball downfield and not be concerned about what happens. Stand back, got three. Bartkowski's back to throw. Looks throws, pops it off to the short man, Bubba Bean. He gained about five more yards on the play. It'll be third down and three as he was blasted immediately by Bill Berge, but first by Reggie Wilkes. Rookies play a big role on both of these teams. Wilkes in particular with Philadelphia. Reggie Wilkes, of course, was a, a, a good draft choice by the Philadelphia Eagles when uh, the, what's his name, the new coach now, you forgot what his name is, gets so excited. He got for a dick for Bill, came in, he didn't have too many draft choices, but that was his number one, and he's, he's proven to be a good one. Funny he's out with a... Uh, Third down and two, Standback running, hit by Berge again and driven back without getting the first down. It wasn't Berge, it was Harrison. Harrison, rather. Dennis Harrison, the rookie out of Vanderbilt who walked right in and took over. I just can't believe they continue to write the, uh, run that right side of the of their offensive line, uh, running at the Philadelphia Eagles left side. They have not, they have gained some yardage over there, but nothing real large. And I just don't agree with their type of uh, game, calling the game the way they're doing it. It's very, very conservative. You have nothing to uh, lose here outside, of course, if you don't win, you don't go next week. Here is James handling a low snap from center, getting the kick away, a poor kick, and it goes out of bounds, and the Eagles will get it at their 40-yard line. You know, a lot of people will say when you're trailing 6-0, it's too early to open up. Man, it's never too early. You should have opened up the first play of the football game rather than sit there and uh, trying to wait for someone else to make the mistakes. I think if you're going to play offensive football, you have to go out and take the bull by the horns and just go after it, yeah. John James did a very good job after getting a low snap from center of getting the ball away. It was almost blocked by uh, Philadelphia's uh, Cleveland Franklin. It went out of bounds on the Philadelphia 40-yard line, and the Eagles get the ball for the second time in the place. Osborne, the tight end, had carried uh, Pridemore, the safety man with him, and there was a pretty good rush on the quarterback. It was, but he had plenty of time to throw. It was just a poor throw by Orsi, overthrowing Osborne, who really had about two steps on Pridemore going across the field. If he'd have gotten that ball to him, it could have been about a 10 or 15-yard game. Uh, Pridemore had missed the tackle. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, see, you, see you in L.A. Charlie Smith making a fine reception on the throw. To the two-yard line of Atlanta. 
9-11 left in the third quarter. And the way Atlanta has been playing, if Philadelphia scores here, this afternoon might be over. Well, they're going to have to come back. They're not going to be able to stay on the ground, Jack. They're going to have to come up and make those points up some way. Philadelphia has called timeout here. They want to make sure on this scoring opportunity, 8.52 left in the third quarter, a timeout on the field with a score. Philadelphia 6 and Atlanta nothing. Doing something here uh, now, which which I would I just like seeing actually with the calling a timeout, and uh, of course they are ahead by six points. They don't get the quarterback for the use of that down in the, the time actually in the uh, latter part of the ball game, in the last two minutes, which I think is so important to have. Dick Vermeil, where you were talking about this yesterday, uh, Jack in the. Uh, press conference about his two-minute offense and he was the first one to admit that he has not done a good job teaching and working that two-minute drill or teaching the two-minute offense which uh, I feel is so important I think a lot of coaches do he admitted he hasn't done it and uh, he said that it's going to be one of his prime things that he does next year coming back into early training camp and taking that two-minute offense and working with it on the two-minute offense, you know that the quarterbacks are the guys who are supposed to be calling the plays, and uh, Coach Vermeil said that the quarterback will call the plays when it gets to be a two-minute offensive time. First and goal for Philadelphia. They have marked the ball down at the two-yard line of the Falcons. Don't forget, if Atlanta wins, they go to Dallas Saturday. If Philadelphia wins, they go to Los Angeles Sunday. And the other team, of course, to be considered the Minnesota Vikings. A very tight formation. Two tight ends. Carmichael is the wing back. Hogan and Montgomery in the backfield. Jaworski gives to Montgomery, and he did not get in. He got down to about the one. And it's going to be second down. In fact, he's inside the one-yard line, right through the goal line. Clock running, 8.35 left in the third quarter. would help the Falcons' morale if they can hold the Philadelphia's out of the, the end zone, but it's uh, that short yard to go, it's not quite likely with those type of backs the Eagles have. Carmichael is confused. He finally ends up on the wing on the right side. Second and goal. Jaworski gives the ball to Hogan. Hurdles did not get in. It'll be third and goal. He got just to the goal line. Tried to go up over the top, but couldn't do it. Going to be third down. You know when the ball is inches away from the goal line, by the time the center gets over the ball, the quarterback behind the center, a handoff to the running back, he's about two and a half yards deep. That's right. Normally down this kind of a situation, you think they'd run that quarterback sneak and let him sneak it right on in there. Is that what you do right now? Well, I would. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to keep a quarterback out. It's actually, all he has to do is get up over top of the center's head. He's got a six points, doesn't it? They'd have to settle for three if they don't get it here. Third and goal from the goal line for Philadelphia. Montgomery Hurdle's got it. Touchdown. The ball came loose. A touchdown for Philadelphia. The ball came loose with a touchdown. It already been called. And Philadelphia leads 12 to nothing. Atlanta argues about it, but it's obvious that they're unaware of the rule. If you have the ball and you break the plane, it's a TV. Doesn't make any difference what happens once the ball goes across the goal line, Jack. It's six points for the Philadelphia Eagles. The lead now 12 nothing and uh Montgomery with 7.36 left in the third quarter. 
the kick is good, and that makes the score 13 to nothing, but a flag is down. The flag has been thrown. The rain has abated somewhat here. We got a holding call against Philadelphia. Holding against Philadelphia. They're going to have to kick it over from further back. They went 60 yards in seven plays, and I'll say this for the Eagles, they earned it. They opened it up, didn't they? They did. It's something we talked about in the first series of downs. They're going to have to open the game up, and they did. They started throwing the football, caught the Falcon defense again in a blitz. Fine protection, fine pickup by the offensive uh, backs in the backfield. Of course, the offensive line doing an extremely good job. You want to getting the football down the corner to Charlie Smith. Now the kick will be 29 yards for the extra point. We saw them see holding on an extra point. We saw it then. Shira gets it down, and it is good. A line drive went knuckling through the goalpost. Looks like Hoyt oh, 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 brother. You almost had to have the big left to catch it with. 7.36 remaining in the third quarter. And now the score. Philadelphia 13 and Atlanta nothing. Let's take time out. Some other college notes. Georgia Tech football coach Pepper Rogers says running back Eddie Lee Ivory will miss Monday's Peach Bowl game against Purdue. Rogers says Ivory is not recovered from an ankle sprain suffered earlier this month. Ivory set a Georgia Tech rushing record this season with 1,562 yards. Taking Ivory's place for Tech in the Atlanta game will be Bucky Schamberger. And, of course, Ivory, earlier in the season against the Air Force Academy, has set an all-time NCAA rushing record for one game, well over 350 yards. Michigan coach Bo Schembechler expresses concern over a lack of healthy tailbacks for the Wolverines' upcoming Rose Bowl game against Southern California New Year's Day at Pasadena. Schembechler says none of our tailbacks are healthy. Harlan Huckleby is running number three. Roosevelt Smith and Butch Woolfolk are one and two. Huckleby missed the Ohio State game in November with a groin injury and a twisted left knee. If he doesn't start, that could hurt the ball club against the Trojans. Pearson, Strong, and Franklin wait for the kickoff from Mike Michelle. The Pearson in the middle. And went back 100 yards for a touchdown against St. Louis last week. And he has averaged more than 26 yards per kick return. Michelle boots it. It's high. Rather deep. Taken on the three by Pearson. Up the middle to the 10 to the 15 to the 20. Going left. Breaks the tackle across the 25. And he's out of bounds at the 28-yard line of Atlanta. Pally was downfield to help with the tackle made primarily by Orrin Middlebrook. A 27-yard return. And the Falcons trail 13 to nothing, and they have no choice now. The Falcons need a big play here to get back on the football in the football game, and Perkowski certainly is capable of doing it. Let's see whether or not the head coach is going to let him open the football game up or not. And that, of course, is Lehman Bennett. First down out of the eye formation with Bean and stand back. Barkowski back to throw. Stands in the pocket and then he is sacked. He is sacked by Philadelphia's Ray Phillips, the linebacker. The second time today that the Atlanta quarterback has gone down. He certainly had time to throw. He had time to throw. Philadelphia crossed him up that time. Instead of going to the regular type zone, they went to a double zone, which means that both outside people were double covered and that the... Uh, 
Berge had to cover big Jim Mitchell, the tight end, all the way downfield, and he was right with it. Markowski didn't have anywhere else to go. Berge did a good job. He did an excellent job. A loss back to the 19-yard line, and it is second down and 20 on the 19 for Atlanta. Philadelphia with that three-man front. The blitz is on for Philadelphia. Markowski drops it off to Sandback. Outside the 20, breaks the tackle, gets to the 25, and then he is brought down. Sandback moves the ball out to the 25 for a gain of six. It's going to be third down and 14 for Atlanta. Ball at their own 25-yard line, 6.51 left in the third quarter. Well, you have the big loss like that on a first down. It's tough to come back with it. Uh, he's got uh, about 13, 15 yards now to pick up the first down. It's got to be a big call for him. Doesn't want to do anything silly like throwing an interception at this point. But everything's been in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles, and they have earned it. They've made it work. Rickman is to the left. Francis to the right. Bartkowski drops back to throw. Looks right. Forward pass incomplete. He was hit just as he threw the ball. He was hit just as he threw the ball. And getting in there was Carl Hairston. The Atlanta fans don't like it. Is they're going to have to kick for the fifth time this afternoon. Jack, they're going to have to put two men on Harrison. If he's giving the offensive tackle that much of a problem, he's got to keep a fullback in there, a halfback in there, and just tell him to key on Harrison and help out that offensive tackle. Uh, Harrison has been in there two or three times and caused, caused an awful lot of damage to that passing attack. And it's taken just a little bit longer for... For Kasky to get rid of the football, then what does for uh, Jaworski? James kicks it to Shira. He takes it on the 37. Runs left, flips, dives across the 40-yard line, and the Eagles will again have good field position after a 37-yard punt and a four-yard return. 6:34 remaining here in the third quarter, and the Eagles will start from their own 42-yard line. There's a pause in the action with a score. Philadelphia Eagles 13, Atlanta nothing. Let's take time out. Football players at Boise State in Idaho are very unhappy with the sanctions taken against their school by the Big Sky Conference. The players have asked the Big Sky Council of Presidents to hold a special hearing in January. Boise State's football team has been penalized by the conference for an illegal scouting effort made by Coach Jim Kreiner. Under the sanctions, the team is now ineligible for conference championship play next season. Well, the Atlanta Falcons are going to have to start generating some sort of an offense, or this game is going to be over in a hurry. Long time since the Philadelphia Eagles have been in the playoffs, and the first time ever for Atlanta. It has been the uh, last time the Eagles were in 1960 when their, the Falcons' former coach, Van Brockton, was at the helm uh, playing quarterback for them in uh, Philadelphia. It's quite a band. They did quite a job at that time. I guess the last winning season was in 1966 when uh, Baltimore Colts played them in the uh, overtime, not overtime, but the second game uh, playoff down in Philadelphia. And at that time, Sonny Jorgensen was the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, from all of us at CBS Radio, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah to you and your family. Those of you listening across the country are on CBS Radio and overseas on American Forces Radio. Down Philadelphia. From their own 41 yard line. Here is a quick pass to Carmichael on a screen that didn't form. He's tackled for a loss. And it was just.
up the eighth, the defensive end who fell off, saw the screen and nailed it. Read the screen very, very well. Went out there and got Carmichael. That's the first screen. It's been thrown all afternoon by either team and not very successful at that. So we have an outside receiver like Carmichael. You like to get him the football. Uh, that is just one particular way in which you can get it with outside without going downfield on a pass. Defensively, the Falcons, I think, are playing well. Jack, they just been tied in a blitz situation twice and uh, they've been taken advantage of by... Jaworski from his 42nd and 11, back to throw. Looks for Carmichael, hits him inside the 50-yard line, a first down Philadelphia to the 43-yard line of the Atlanta Falcons. Frank Reed had the tough job of bringing down the 6-foot-8-inch Harold Carmichael, who weighs 225. They haven't used him very much today, but they're burning the Falcons with him now. Just a quick turn in on Ronald Lawrence, who is playing off Carmichael. He is, does have some pretty good speed, and uh, Lawrence with the bad footing out there in certain areas has to be careful uh, not to get too close on him. He goes right on by him. First down from the 43-yard line of the Eagles. Hogan and Montgomery in the eye formation. Carmichael to the right, Charlie Smith is to the left. Now split backs and a quick pass out here is incomplete. It was intended for the tight end. The wide receiver came in and the tight end Osborne went out. But Jaworski's throw was off target. You see so many quarterbacks having difficulty with that little slant pass, John, and you did it so well. Is it difficult to throw? It's uh, one of the more difficult passes to throw uh, because it's at a difficult angle, especially that the offensive receiver must take a step downfield to gain a little bit of, of ground and then give you a little bit a better target to throw at. If he doesn't do that, then you're throwing right over the defensive end and makes it quite difficult. How's Jaworski doing? He's 10 for 17 for 118 yards, one CD, no interception, so he's playing well. Second down and 10 from the 43 of Atlanta for the Eagles. Again, the long count, Jaworski, a quick drop. The pass to the tight end is caught, but for a gain only of about four yards. Tidemore, the safety man, was right on top of Osborne, and it's going to be third and long for Philadelphia. Richard Osborne, a third-year man out of, in his fourth year now, out of Texas A&M. Good size, 6'3", 230, but caught only 13 passes prior to today. Well, not a, not extremely good uh, pass receiver, but he's in there because of Crepley, uh, who was out. Crepley's a much better pass receiver, and Osborne has been doing a credible job, and uh, they're happy they had someone to replace Crepley. Third down and six for the Eagles from the 38-yard line of Atlanta. Eagles leading 13 to nothing. Jaworski back to throw outside and caught by Charlie Smith for a first down at the 29. An excellent catch by the backpedaling Charlie Smith. Well, I'll tell you what, Jack, if they're going to continue to do the playing, you're going to have to the back, you're going to have to get closer to these receivers and uh, put a little bit more pressure on Jaworski. He's getting rid of the ball very, very quickly and it makes it difficult uh, for those uh, defenders to stay off of a man that far. And if they're going to do that, they're going to have to play a little tighter. Smith so far is five catches for 73 yards. The big one was down uh, in the, on the two-yard line, again against the blitz. This is a pretty good drive for Philadelphia. 4.08 remaining in the third quarter. We're at the 29-yard uh, line of the Falcons now. On first down, Hogan carries the ball for one of the few times over the left side. Two yards, maybe three. Jeff Yates jammed it up. He's playing up front with Jim Daly, Mike Lewis, and Jeff Morrow and Robert Pennywell, the middle linebacker, finished off the play. A gain of two, second and eight. If the Eagles get in here now, 
You'd hate to have Atlanta's chances, wouldn't you? I certainly would. They're going to have to throw the football, and they have not been very successful at it. Burkowski, as we mentioned, is, uh, does not release the football as quickly as Jaworski does. He, he takes a little bit more time, and his defenders have been running a little deeper pattern. All right, the Eagles are now at the 27-yard line of Atlanta. Second down and eight. And Jaworski's back to throw. He looks, he throws it away. He throws it away all of the sideline. He saw the double coverage on his tight end, Osborne, and simply threw it away as Jeff Murrow and Jeff Yates put the pressure on him. <laughs> I said he put the pressure on him. They knocked him to the ground. That's pressure. <laughs> That's pressure enough. Jaworski did the right thing. He, he uh, concentrated primarily on the right side, and uh, he could have come back and gone to Carmichael on the left side, who was open after, after the defensive back came up to, to pop it. Third down and eight. Eagles take Montgomery out. Carmichael and Smith are the wide receivers. Running now for the first time is Billy Campfield, the rookie out of Kansas. Campfield in the backfield. The give is to Hogan, and he ran by a tackler, gained about a yard and a half, and was really driven back. So it is fourth down. Michelle has very long range, but he is not consistent from way out. The line of scrimmage is the 25, 35 would be a 42-yard attempt, trying to make it 16 to nothing. And even this would help seal the fate of Atlanta. Well, they're going to give, uh, give him a shot at it. 42 yards, Michelle attempting it. Centers high, Shira gets it down, the kick is going to be short and no good. Short and no good, so the Falcons are still in it with 2.41. Remaining in the third quarter, and the score is 13 to nothing. Philadelphia, the ball will come out to the line of scrimmage. The last line of scrimmage, so the Falcons will start at their 25. Fighting Irish of Notre Dame and the Cougars of Houston will... Get after their practice in earnest. They'll be the opponents in the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Day. Connie Alexander and Tom Hedrick will describe the action from Dallas on CBS Radio at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Markowski, a first down pass. Dreams it. It's caught by Bubba Bean across the 25 to the 30. 35, 40-yard line and more. To the 44 goes Bubba Bean on the screen. All right, Jack, that's what we talked about, that he's going to have to mix the sack up earlier. Go to those screens and those back and those straight drop back type screens and get the defenders coming in on you and then just drop it over the top of their heads. There you saw a perfect example of it. Uh, those who are watching TV saw it anyway. We're up here describing it with a fine call and the first time today that Borkowski has used the screen. Number team, number 44, went to his 44-yard line. First down for Atlanta. On first down, to give to the tailback. Stand back, cuts it up the middle, goes to midfield. Bumble. And a ball, and it is picked up by Philadelphia. Stand back, bumble the ball. And the Eagles end up at the Atlanta 35. That was the ball was knocked right up in the air as uh, he was going through the line, and one of the uh, Eagle players picked it right out of the air and advanced the football down the field as we have a big play at the fourth turnover for the uh, Falcons, not for the Eagles. Eagles end up on the Atlanta 35-yard line. Oh, well, just when it looked like the Falcons had a little momentum going for them with a screen pass, which moved out to their 44. Stand back on the very next play, fumble. 
How many turnovers? For four, the fourth turnover for the Falcons, Jack, and the Eagles have played it very well. They have none. And a first down at the Atlanta 35. The give is to the tailback, and a fumble, and Atlanta gets it right back. It was Canfield, and he was really thrilled. He fumbled, and Atlanta came away with the ball. It was Kuykendall, the linebacker, who got it. As we open our big map and say how well Philadelphia was playing, holding the football, up jumped the old mystery, dropped the football. He was really, really hit hard. And now Atlanta has the ball back again with an opportunity to see if they can't move it across that goal line. On the exchange of fumbles, they only lost six yards, so the Falcons are in good shape with their own 38. Both wide receivers to the right. Mitchell, the tight end, is on the left side. Barkowski back to throw. He screams it to Bubba. Gets it and he is tackled at the 31 yard line, and a flag is down. And that wasn't a very good looking play. No, it wasn't good at all, Jack. It was, it was pressure down there by Edwards, who uh, cornerback was coming in. No one touched him. He had to get rid of the football a lot quicker than he really wanted to. And a holding call on top of that. It probably will be declined. There was a loss on the play, a substantial loss of about seven yards. And the referee, Fred Silva, is uh, talking to Bill Berge, the defensive captain, giving him his up. Clock is stopped with 1.39 remaining in the third quarter. Johnny Unitas is alongside, and I'm Jack Buck. And the score is 13 to nothing in favor of the Eagles over Atlanta here in the third quarter. Now they're going to mark off the holding. And move the ball all the way to the 23 of Atlanta. Falcons have it. It's third and 13. Rick 
Blackman is to the left. Francis, the wide receiver, is flanked right. On third down, it's a four-man rush by Philadelphia. Barkowski hit as he throws incomplete. Getting in on him for Philadelphia was Dennis Harrison. And the gun sounds ending the third quarter. When we resume, it'll be kicking time for Atlanta. Only 15 minutes left, and the Falcons are fighting the dust here this afternoon. That's the end of the third quarter with the score. The Eagles 13 and Atlanta nothing. Cleveland Browns owner Art Modell is upset with an article in a recent edition of the NFL Players Association newsletter. The article says Modell, as owner of the Cleveland Stadium Corporation, has shortchanged the financially troubled city in rent and bond debt. And the story, which first appeared in the Ohio Magazine, claims Modell has made a profit from stadium rental to the Cleveland Indians. Well, through a letter written to the magazine by his general counsel, Modell calls the article inaccurate and misleading. The counsel says the stadium has been operating at a loss. Fifteen more minutes of football coming your way. The preceding message by the Education Commission of the state has been brought to you as a public service on behalf of the NFL. The beach ball is going to be played here tomorrow. That's Purdue and Georgia Tech. The playing field won't be in very good shape for the collegians, will it? They're going to have to get a helicopter down here and just kind of blow the blow it dry, Jack, because they expect to have a good field because it looks like this rain is here to stay for the evening. Scoring in that third quarter after a long pass to Charlie Smith set it up first and goal from the two. Montgomery went over from one yard out for Philadelphia. Wilbert scoring the touchdown to make it 12 to nothing. Despite a penalty, Michelle kicked the extra point. 13 to nothing. Yesterday in the college football results, Dandereen Bowl went to North Carolina State 30-17 over Pittsburgh. The Liberty Bowl winner was Missouri. They defeated LSU 20-15. The Sun Bowl, Texas over Maryland, 42 to nothing. We'll have the Cotton Bowl here on New Year's Day for you from Dallas, Notre Dame, and Houston. But Atlanta has the ball. And they'll be kicking. John Shira stands in 30 inside his 35 waiting for the punt. James has kicked the ball five times. This is number six for him. A 33-yard average. Snapped by Paul Reisick. James gets into it. A low kick. Shira takes it. 34-35. 40-yard line up the middle to the 45. So again, the Eagles have fine field position. Neither team has been able to force the others into bad field position as a result of the kicking game here today. On a wet field, only a 31-yard punt that time. Not a very good uh, kicking game at all. Neither one of them seems to be able to put the foot into the football and to get it up high enough and far enough to hurt anyone on it. We did have one good kick in earlier part of the ball game, but that was nullified because of a man being down the field too quickly. Uh, against the Falcons, I believe, the ball was stopped and, and uh, rolled dead on about the two or three yard line, and then the next time, James kicked it out of the end zone. So we have had good field position, Jack. Uh, it, to me, it, it just shows you that score's not higher. Uh, we have two good defensive football teams out there, and it has been till the second half 
before the Philadelphia Eagles even started to thinking about throwing the football against the the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And of course, the Falcons playing it close to the vest all through the football game. Only in this last series that they tried to make any attempt whatsoever to throw the football and to get into their passing uh, offense. So it's a uh, Really, I guess you'd say it's been rather a dull football game. Nothing that great. The Jaworski so far is 12 for 20 for 131 yards and one TD. The, he's been hitting the little curl ins and the, the quick outs. And then, of course, he caught Charlie Smith on one down uh, just before going in the end zone uh, in the third period. They caught Atlanta in the blitz and uh, took advantage of it. Their first touchdown, of course, coming the one going to Carmichael. Again on a blitz, and Atlanta shooting a strong safety, leaving the middle open. Robin Lawrence was not up to stopping uh, big six-foot-eight uh, Carmichael. Gray Strong, one of the Atlanta running backs, was blocking on that punt, comes off injured. A leg injury of some sort. We won't guess any further about it. Clayman Bennett, the head coach of Atlanta, said he thought it would take 23 points to win this game. Got a long way to go, hasn't he? <laughs> 45-yard line, the Eagles on first down. Atlanta shows the blitz again, they always do. Jaworski with a quick pass out here to Carmichael, is underthrown and incomplete. And again, he had the right play call, he just missed connection. He did, he, uh, he was pressured a little bit uh, by number 75, Murrow, in there. He had to get rid of the ball a little quicker than he wanted to. Uh, Carmichael, of course, coming in, the ball was thrown low, and... Uh, when it's thrown low like that to Carmichael, he has an awful long way to go down to get it. Yeah, he's only 6'8". <laughs> it's hard to overthrow him. <clears throat> Second down and 10. Charlie Smith goes to the right. Carmichael splits left. Montgomery is back in there for the Eagles. Second down, Jaworski is back to throw. Swings it out to Montgomery, one-on-one, -on -one, trying to get outside. He's tackled for a loss of five yards on the play. Frank Reed was looking him right in the eye and wouldn't turn him loose. <laughs> oh, he sure would. The, the, the uh, footage is a little slippery down at this point, too, and Montgomery really tried to outmaneuver him, wasn't able to, and lost his footing. And the Falcons uh, were up to the test. They stopped it for no gain. Third down and 15 from their own 40. Clock stop, 14-18 remaining in the game. Eagles scored a touchdown in the first quarter, missed the extra point. They got a TD in the third, and they leave 13 to nothing. They're going from our right to our left here in the final period of this game with 14 minutes remaining. On third and 15, Jaworski, who hasn't been intercepted all day, is back to throw. Good protection. Now he's safe. Runs out of the pocket. Hit from behind and tackles. The ball comes loose, but the play was whistled in, and I don't know if Jaworski's going to be able to get up. He was really whacked. Holding Kuykendall was the first one in there, and Jaworski was really blasted and sacked for the third time this afternoon. Forced out of the pocket. A very good rush by the... Uh, the football team and they're still fighting out of field down there for the football but the referee has called the play dead and it's going to be a fourth down and punting situation. How's right? Jaworski? Jaworski is uh, he's still down on the ground. He was hit pretty hard. John Walden and John Shira are the other quarterbacks for Philadelphia in case Jaworski who is now on his feet is unable to, con to continue. He's a big kid, 6'2", 195. 
took him down, and the other on the way down, he got smacked again. Well, he's a gutty kid. I think he'll be back. I don't think he wants to stay out of this football game. He's a tough competitor. He's a hard study at the quarterback, watching films and doing his homework very, very well, and I think he's done a fine job here this afternoon. Here's the seventh punt by Mike Michelle. He'll get it away from his own 25. He kicked the dandy this time, and he sends Rickman way back inside the 20-yard line. He got one block, a flag goes down, and so does Rickman at the Atlanta 30-yard line. And we probably have a clip, as we frequently do. That was a 52-yard punt by Mike Michelle, and if it is flipping against Atlanta, they'll start way back in their own territory with 13 and a half left in the game. Terry Tartolo is downfield for Philadelphia. Some kick by Michelle. An outstanding kick. Uh, the longest one this afternoon. And he kicked another one just previous to that, Jack. But then, of course, there was a penalty on the play. And then came back and did not get a particularly good kick off the next time. And we do have a flipping penalty against the Atlanta Falcons, which puts them in a very precarious situation, knowing that they're going to have to throw the football. And the uh, Eagles are going to come after it. 13 and a half left. Falcons are way back of their eight-yard line after the booming punt by Michelle and the subsequent clipping penalty. They're trailing 13 to nothing, Atlanta is. Barkowski has played all the way. He's that quarterback. And he gives the stand back. He gets across the 10 to the 11, a gain of three, going to the left side. It'll be second down, and now the old clock is going to start to kill the Falcons. 13 minutes and 12 seconds to go in the fourth quarter of play. The Falcons have not shown much offense all day long. Well, what little they've shown has been on the ground. Bukowski has been rushed two or three times and has not been able to throw the football as, as well as you would like to uh, think that he can. Alfred Jackson is a wide receiver along with Rickman. And on second down and six, Bukowski's back to throw, rolling right. He throws it to the underneath man, and that's Jackson. He is tackled across the 15-yard line, short of a first down. It'll be a third down play for Atlanta. Coming up for Philadelphia is Bobby Howard, the quarterback, to make the tackle. Now 12 and a half left. And time's running out. They still have plenty of time, but they have to have some kind of sustained drive. They haven't had any all day long. Hopefully they'll get one uh, this period sometime to be able to make the football game a little more interesting to the people here. It is a third and two play for Atlanta. The first down of, is of the utmost importance here. And the give is to stand back. He is tackled and did not make a first down. Up again with Bobby Howard, the cornerback, and Bill Berge helped finish him off. And it's kicking time for Atlanta. And they're not in a spot where they can gamble or do anything except kick. Well, they have to kick the football here. There's still too much time left to gamble uh, from this uh, situation with the position on the field. They have to kick and hope that James really puts his foot into it and sends it way back. James stands inside his five. We'll kick it from the five. John Shira is at midfield for the Eagles. The rain has stopped here. And a high punt by James should be well covered. A fair catch call for by Shira. Takes it on his own. 49. A 34-yard punt, no return, and again the Eagles are in great field position. They have the ball, they have 11-17 remaining, and they have the lead. With a score, Philadelphia 13, Atlanta nothing, let's take time out. 
Well, let's have a look at how the uh, top basketball teams in the college ranks did this week. This is for the period December 18th through December 24th. Number one, Duke at 6-0 was idle, as was number two, Notre Dame at 4-0 idle. Number three, UCLA up this record to 6-1. Their lone defeat coming at the hands of the Irish a couple of weeks back. UCLA this week defeated Fordham 95-64 and Boston College 103-81. Number four, Michigan State ran its record to 4-1 with a win over Cincinnati 63-52. Number five, North Carolina State saw its record drop to 7-3 as they were upset by Maryland 124-110. Number six, North Carolina is now 6-1 after defeating the... Uh, Michigan team by a score of 62 to 59. Uh, make that uh, North Carolina defeated Cincinnati 62 to 59. Number seven, Michigan, four and one, was idle. Now let's get back to Atlanta. 13 to nothing, Philadelphia, 11 17 remaining in the game. Neither Johnny Unitas nor I have an axe to grind with regard to the winner of this game. So Johnny's references to making it a better game is an on behalf of the Atlanta club, right, John, hopeful that they'll make a better showing before well, the final gun time. They played well, and I think the fans deserve it to see a lot better football game. They've been out, they supported this football team, and uh, I think we all know that Atlanta is able to play a lot better than what they've shown so far today. Motion by the tight end. Jaworski was back in there, gives to Montgomery. Montgomery went for only a yard and a half over the right side, starting from his own 49, and he was driven back. And the primary tackler was Jeff Murrow. And the other Jeff Yates was also in on it. Montgomery has carried 14 times and only gained 19 yards. It's a little bit below his average. Just a touch. <laughs> he gained during the year a total of 1,220 yards. And he averaged 4.7 yards per carry. But not today. Second and eight for Philadelphia from the Atlanta 49. Jaworski not sitting on it. It's back to throw. He looks, pops it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Incomplete intended for Charlie Smith. He had drawn heavy coverage, and the pass was thrown low into the deck by Jaworski. They're not sitting on it. The play calling is not ultra-conservative, but his throwing is conservative, John. He's not putting it up for grass. That's right. He's throwing the ball well, and he's keeping the ball low when he had to. Uh, Charlie Smith that time uh, was was right on target. He was just low with the football. Let's pause five seconds for stations to identify themselves on the CBS radio network. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. Third and eight, Philadelphia from the Atlanta 49. Under a big rush, pops it off, and it is dropped, incomplete at the 40-yard line. He had the right play call, threw it low, but Charlie Smith couldn't catch it, and now it's kicking time again for Mike Michel. Well, he read the blitz that time, Jack. He had to, as you mentioned, the right play call. He did not have the ball up where it should have been, however. Had he had it there, I'm sure it would have been a first down for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's reading the blitz very, very well, and they're changing the play at the line of scrimmage. I think he's doing an excellent job. A bad snap, but Michelle did a dandy job. Scooped it up, punted it away, and a fair catch is called for by Rickman at his 12. What a good job by Michelle. He did. He's made next shortstop someplace because he had to be to pick that football up. The 36-yard punt with no return. 
This has been a kick, kick, kick game. 10-14 remaining in the contest. The sun is coming out now. And there's a timeout on the field. With a score, Philadelphia 13, Atlanta nothing. That we mentioned, it hasn't been that good of a football game. That two big plays by the Philadelphia Eagles, of course, on passes. One which was a touchdown to Carmichael. Charlie Smith coming up, making a fine catch on a fine throw by Jaworski again against the blitz-type situation. Montgomery on a one-yard score after on about the third down. And we thought maybe that uh, the Atlanta Falcons were going to hold him, but there was no holding Montgomery as he drove to break the plane in the end zone for the, for the touchdown. Far, the Atlanta Falcons have not shown much offense whatsoever. The defense has been good. Bukowski is 11 for 20 for 96 yards and one interception. Not what you'd call a particularly good afternoon for a quarterback of his caliber. His offensive line has uh, done the job fairly well. He's been pressured by Harrison most of the afternoon, and uh, they have not been able to hold him out. He's Barkowski's back to throw. As time brings it to the sideline deep, and it is caught by Bubba Bean, and he dropped it. Bubba Bean had the ball all the way out to midfield, and I'll be darned if he didn't drop the ball. Well, you can't have those things happen, especially when you're behind 13 and nothing. That's just uh, a poor concentration on Bubba Bean. I don't know whether the ball was wet or what, but uh, the ball was perfectly thrown by Barkowski. You wouldn't want the ball thrown any better than that. Ball came down right in his arms and bounced right out. That's, uh, you just, you have, what do you say to the guy when he comes back? Man, get out of here. You know, <laughs> we might be looking back at that play as the play of the game when he dropped it at midfield. That's certainly true. So it's second and ten back at the 12 with 10 7 remaining in the game. And the Eagles leading 13 to nothing. Out they come. Francis and Rickman, the wide receivers. Barkowski fakes short and throws it long, and it is intercepted. Taken away by Bobby Howard. The Eagles come back the other way to the 40, to the 35-yard line. Down to the 30 goes Bobby Howard. And the Eagles have the ball, and that's the second time today Barkowski just threw it as far as he could and said, who wants it? That's a bad call, Jack. Bad throw, a bad decision on his part if he was the one who who called the play was his decision to throw the football. He should have gone elsewhere with the football. There was no way that anyone was going to get deep on Bobby Howard, who was five yards behind the receiver uh, all the way. And, of course, when the ball was thrown up in the air, he played the football extremely well, coming up with the interception. Then no reaction by the Atlanta club to uh, stop it. Was there, what, a 27-yard return by Howard? Oh, that's right. There's, I don't know whether they just have lost all the enthusiasm or what, but... They're still in a football game. You have 9 minutes, 52 seconds to go, and you're only down 13 points. You better get it up. Jaworski from the 29 to Montgomery to the 28, and that's all. Montgomery, who's been stopped almost all day long, gained only a yard. That was the fifth turnover. The fifth turnover for Atlanta. Philadelphia has one turnover. 
it's been Philadelphia's football game. They're playing playing well, both offensively, defensively, and of course the Falcons are only playing uh, one half of the football game. The defense is playing extremely well offensively. They leave a lot to be desired. Nine and a half left in the game. Molina made that last tackle. And it is second down and ten from the 29-yard line of Atlanta. Bartkowski is back to throw, and his quick shot is caught down to the 25-yard line by the tight end Osborne. A short gain on the play. He was immediately taken down. Stayed inbounds. Clock running, 8.55 remaining. And it was Tom Pridemore, the safety man, with the tight end. All the Eagles are in good shape now. They're extremely good shape. Jaworski, uh, watching it, see what we're doing. He's not thrown that many different variety of patterns. The diagonals, the quick outs, and the quick plant has been what he has been throwing in a few turn-ins. And that is it, but he's able to get the ball away very quickly before the rush is able to get to him. Third and seven from the 25. The blitz is on. Jaworski drops it off quickly for a first down, and it is caught by the wide receiver, Ken Payne. Another first down for Philadelphia. Again, you see what I just mentioned and uh, illustrated to you, that it's strictly quick out, quick turn in, uh, quick slant, turn in by uh, Charlie Smith, and that's been his whole uh, his whole offense, the, the quick stuff, and that's the thing that'll kill that blitz faster than anything, especially if you can pick it up and get the ball off, and the defenders are playing off of the offensive pieces. He's taking only a two-step drop and letting the block. That's all you need, pal. From the 15-yard line of Atlanta now, the Eagles have a first down. They lead 13 to nothing. And the give is to the up-back Hogan. He drives to the 14. The ball came loose. The ball came loose. Who has it? A big pileup as they scramble for it. They dig down into the pile to see who has possession. For the remainder of the game, we now switch over to the audio from the CBS TV broadcast featuring announcers Gary Bender and Hank Stram. Well, that took a long time to determine, but Atlanta came up with a football. Who's getting up? Right more, and looks like Heikendall is the guy that got it. That's who it is. Here you see Hogan going up the middle, and you get Jeff Merrill, number 75, really made good contact. Hit him head on, Kukendall was, was able to make the recovery, number 54. So Kaikadal coming up with the fumble, and Atlanta is not dead yet. With 8.16 left to go, they have the ball at the 12-yard line goes. They like to hang on and win here, get another crack at the Los Angeles Rams, who they lost to on a last-second field goal at the start of this year. Markowski... Thus far, 11 for 22 and passing on a first down for the 13-yard line. The far side, coming up the catch is Dennis Pearson. First time we've seen him from the line of scrimmage. And Pearson, who caught five passes this year, comes up with it. First down. Goes right down on Herman. Breaks to the outside. The ball is right on the money, and he makes the catch first down at length. Boy, I tell you, Hank, as many times Atlanta's come back, they can believe they can do it again. They've done it time and time again. Harrison and Jackson, both of them, rookies, are the wide receivers on a first down. Markowski on a blitz, he had to get rid of it. Big pressure put on that time. 
Dennis Harrison coming from the left-hand side was first to get there. And then Berger, Bill Berge was also blitzing on the play number 66. Looks like Steve a little shaken up on that play. Steve Bartkowski. And so it'll come to a second and ten from the 26-yard line. about Philadelphia, they're not known for their blitzing, but they've done a pretty judicious job of using that today. Yeah, they've been, the timing of their blitzes have been excellent. The change of pace has been very good. On the second down, 10. Jackson and Pearson again, the wide receivers. Bartkowski under some pressure. He's got Wallace Francis down there. Who's got it? Shira is back there. They're giving it to Wallace Francis. came down with a football and anytime both the defensive player and the offensive player have possession it goes automatically to the offensive player Jackson made a great play great play he really took it away from John Sanders number 26 Wally, Wally Francis. Francis yeah Wally Francis that time really made a fantastic play they had three wide receivers in on that a 49 yard pass completion to the 25 yard line John Sanders had half of it, but the tie always goes to the offense. The mistake Sanders made that time, he waited for the ball to come down. Had he gone after the ball and caught it high, he'd have made the interception, but he didn't, and as a result, uh, he was, Francis was able to take the ball away from him. The fans are on their feet here. Markowski dumps it off to Bubba Bean. Bubba Bean to the 20, to the 15 yard line. That should be another first down. Carl Harrison, Reggie Wilkes, combined on the stop. But Bubba Bean picks up another first down for the Falcons. A nice screen pass developing to the outside of Bubba Bean, 44, who cut back in a little bit prematurely. He had some blockers out in front, but he took he took what he could get and got the ball down in good shape. First and 10, he went. You see Papali and Michelle looking on. They hope the Eagles can hang on here at the 15-yard line of first down. Markowski, off to Bubba Bean. They're going to lose yardage on that one. Reggie Wilkes. Boy, that Wilkes could be around for a long time in the NFL. He's very active, strong, and responds well to both the run and the pass. You see the time remaining. 5.35. 13 to nothing. That point that they missed still leaves the door open for the Atlanta Falcons. The point after the 19-yard line, second down, 15 yards to go. Atlanta trying to capitalize on a 49-yard pass completion to Wallace Francis. They got a lot of room in the left corner, on the right corner, to the left side of the ball. Arkowski, and the end zone broken up beautifully. Jackson, the intended receiver, Randy Logan got back there. And at the last instant, got a hand on it. There you see it. He throws, really, it looked like he had a chance to make the play to Jim Mitchell. But by the time the ball got there, why the safety, Logan, Randy Logan, 41, came in and made a great play. There's Randy Logan, the former standout at the University of Michigan. And he just came up with a touchdown, saving deflection. Third down, 15 yards to go. There's your time remaining, 5.01. Markowski back to Mitchell. Touchdown. Jim 
into the picture. Okay, this is an amazing team, the way they've come back in the fourth quarter. They still have a good job to do, but they've at least started on the comeback in this fourth quarter with four minutes and 56 seconds left on the clock. This is a 19-yard scoring strike to the big tight end. And he was wide open. Barkowski looked to his left and then came back to his right to Mitchell. Made the catch. Wide open touchdown Atlanta. This place is in Bedlam right now as Mazzetti to attempt the point after. Mazzetti's kick is up. It's good. And all of a sudden now, it's a 13-7 game. Falcons that climb right back in. Don't go away. We have a lot of football left. Dick Fermi looking on at this team. Now that's just 13 to 7. With 456 left in this game. And it's not over. There it is. 13 to 7. Louis Giamona, Billy Campfielder back as the twin safety for Philadelphia. As Vermeil's team. Not out of this one yet. Mazzetti to kick off. This is Giamona. To the 20, and he brings it out to the 24-yard line. And you no doubt can hear the roar of this crowd in the background. Look at the playoff situation. It's changed a little now. It could be Atlanta playing Dallas if they would pull this one out. On the other hand, if that does not happen, Philadelphia hangs on to win. They meet Los Angeles on Sunday. A lot at stake in the last 4.47 of this game. That return was 16 yards by Giamatta from the 24. gives to Montgomery. Montgomery is going to get a yard, and that's all. And Hank, this crowd is going crazy. Wilson Fomwina made the stop. The emotional pitch of this crowd and the football team is at a very high level at this particular stage. It was sagging, and understandably so, when they were behind 13 to nothing, but they really picked up the tempo, and it's second and nine now for Philadelphia. They've got to try desperately to make a first down and not give the ball back to Atlanta because they could be right back in the football game with good field position. Second down and nine. You see the time in the upper right-hand portion of the screen. Jaworski wants to throw. He's got Smith, and Smith didn't get it. I think they talked him out of it. It looked like he did have it. Watch what happens here now. I really thought he, no, there, he did drop it. That was a good call. Very good call, but that's why, you know, really from this angle, or a lot of times from the sideline, we as coaches or fans, you think maybe the official blew one, but there's a, such a great illustration of what a good job they do, because he called that one football. Third down and nine. You can see what this crowd means to this Atlanta football team. They've been seven and one at home this year, and part of that enthusiasm coming forth right now. The wide receivers on a third and nine from the 25. They're blitzing everybody. Look out, here comes Brzezina chasing Jaworski, and Jaworski is hit. Coming over is Dewey McLean, number 52. Everybody but the coaching staff blitz on that play, Gary. And uh, 
Jaworski had to run out of the pocket. He just seemed to get tackled there by Dewey McClain, number 52. And so, with the sun now breaking through the clouds, Michelle will kick to Rickman with three. 27 and the clock is moving. Michelle, the last time, really got into one. 47-yard kick. He needs another like that right now. You can see LeMaster having to yell the signals out. It's so loud here. Michelle didn't get into that one as well. Rickman from the 40-yard line. And good coverage there. Cleveland Franklin, he got him by the face mask. Cleveland Franklin got him by the face mask, and that'll tack 15 yards on. A 32-yard kick by Michelle. That's exactly what they didn't want to have happen. And now Atlanta, who's come from behind so often this year, now will have excellent field position. The Falcons this year won four games in the final 10 seconds of play. And they may come down that again. Number 30 on the run back. First of all, Penalty sets it up at the 50-yard line. There's your time. Three minutes remaining. 13-7. Philadelphia's the lead. And Atlanta's got to have the touchdown. And, of course, that all-important point after. They have the three receivers in the game. They take out the tight end. This crowd now getting quiet. So Barkowski can mark the signals out on the first down. And that play was a dangerous play. Bubba Bean, the intended receiver. And Fergie that time was blitzing on the play. He threw uh, in the flat to Bubba Bean that time, but it was almost intercepted. You can see that develop, couldn't you? Yes. Waited a little bit too long. He couldn't find anybody open. Decided to throw the ball to the safety valve. And the defensive back was right there and almost made a play and uh, an interception. That was Michelle. Looks like he injured his tongue or his mouth. There's your timeout situation. All of them remaining for both sides and there's your time 2.54 you see it for the second and 10 now for the midfield strike 13 to 7 Philadelphia the lead Barkowski back on the second and 10 over the middle he has his man and Francis again and the ball is going to be marked at the 38 yard line Francis is hurt Wally Francis. Francis. Wally Francis is hurt on the play, seemingly. He just got shaken up a little bit on the play, I'm sure. But they were in a three-receiver situation. Wally Francis went right down the middle in front of the safety man, Randy Logan, and stopped. There he is. Logan makes the tackle. But Francis makes the catch, and that's a first-down opportunity for the Atlanta Falcons. We have an official timeout while they get Francis off the field. There's his receptions for the day. 2.32 left in the game. Second down. Should say first down and 10 from the 37-yard line. Three wide receivers in the game now for Atlanta. Give to Bubba Bean instead. And Bean inside the 35 to the 33. Ken Clark made the stop. They're going to let it play down to the two-minute warning now? I'm sure that's what they're going to do. 
So we're going to come to the two-minute warning. The issue is still very much unsettled here in Atlanta. Two minutes remaining. The ball will be at the 32-yard line. It will be second down at five. Atlanta trailing 13 to seven and trying to pull out a game. They've done it on four different occasions earlier this year in the last 10 seconds of play. 13 to seven, two minutes remaining. From the 32-yard line, Atlanta, as you look at Dick Vermeil, he looks very calm, but boy, he's gotta be turning inside as he sees the Falcons come to the line of scrimmage with a second and five. Francis, Jackson, Rickman, three wide receivers. Markowski with 201 yards passing now, has time, Bubba Bean, he can't get it, and it's going to be a third down. Looks like we have a penalty too, a flag on the play back at the 40-yard line. It's holding against Atlanta. What that does, that really changes your play calling. You're going to have a third and five, and now you're going to have 15 yards to go. Bill Berge. They've got to go for the touchdown. There's no field goal thinking here with a 13-7 lead. Markowski, who's had a hot hand now in this fourth quarter, he is 16 of 30 for 201 yards for the day. Offense, number 78, holding. That's Mike Ken, the rookie, their number one draft pick out of Michigan. That was holding. Now we have a second down, 15 yards to go. There he is. Big guy, 6'6", 260-pounder. Dennis Pearson just went into the game for Billy Rickman. We've got Wally Francis, Jackson, and uh, Dennis Pearson, the three wide receivers in the game at this time. That should be a second down at 15. But 154 as Barkowski rolling. He's got Francis, Francis, and he's still about 10, maybe 11 yards short of that first down. Bobby Howard reacting on the play. There's the time with 146, and it's getting down now to the very close to the end. We come to a third down. Third down and about 10 and a half yards to go. I want to thank our statistician, Joe Willingham, our spotter, Rick Baker, for their help today on this telecast. Third down, ten and a half. Well, Hank, this is a big one. They still have the three wide receivers in, actually. Rickman is back in the game for Pearson. Arkowski, got time to throw. He's got a man open, Francis! Wallace Francis was wide open. He went right down the middle. He was in the slot. Right down the middle of his own defense. Hit the seam. Really spotted him perfectly, got the ball right on the money, touchdown for Atlanta. Unbelievable. You know, in the pregame show, the NFL today, we saw that hugging scene a couple of times in the end zone. They pulled him out twice like that before, and they come right back here today. Looks like an instant replay of the four games they won in the waning seconds of the game during the course of the season. Was he open on that play? They were concerned about the outside receivers and they let the Francis go right down the middle. He was wide open. He got the ball perfectly and the touchdown it went. 13 to 13. Mazzetti trying to have the play after he got it. 
we go again. Jaworski does a good, Bartkowski does a good job of picking left, throwing it right down the middle. This place is in Bedlam. A 37-yard touchdown strike has given Atlanta the lead. After the point after, Nick Vermeil, well, his team with a minute 39 with which to pull it out. He talks things over as Ron Jaworski. You know, Francis in this game, including that last catch, had six catches for 135 yards. That's an amazing effort. And Lehman Bennett, <laughs> it took a long time to get on track offensively, but they have come back to score a touchdown in each of the last two quarters. But I mentioned this several times, it's amazing how much better they play offensively when they're behind in the game. I'd like to see them sometimes come off the bus and play like they're behind and start a game that way because I think they blow somebody right out of the ballpark, but they wait for the behind to do that kind of firework. Louis Giamona is going to bring it out for the Eagles. 25, 30, and he is ahead of steam on as his forward progress is close to the 35-yard line. want to take this opportunity to thank our producer, Bob Center, and our director, Tony Burnham. Gentlemen, your pros, our associate producer, Gail Bledsoe. As we now have the ball at the 34-yard line, a first down, a minute 32 left. And that's a lot of time, Gary. A minute and 32, they have three timeouts. There's still a lot of fireworks we're going to have here before this thing is over. Carmichael, keep in mind that they just have to get close enough to kick a field goal. Carmichael, by the way, is not in the lineup now. It's back to throw Jaworski over the middle and trying to come up with it is Charlie Smith again. He's had two of them that were very close, but nothing doing. That time Jaworski threw the ball a little bit prematurely. He had enough time to set up and throw the ball, but he didn't have much on it that time. Threw it into the ground, and uh, it falls incomplete. A minute, 27 seconds. 27 seconds left in this game. That was Pride Moore defending on the play for Atlanta. They have three timeouts remaining. They beat Philadelphia. A minute 27 left. Second and 10 from the 34. Over the middle. And Charles Smith comes up with this one and they're alive. They're alive and well at the 49-yard line. They're going without a huddle. And I'm surprised that time they blitzed them that time, which gave them man-for-man coverage and an opportunity to get one-for-one, one, and he completed the pass. Now remember, they have a field goal attempt. Michelle has tempted only one in the entire season, and he missed that one earlier today. Jaworski to Hogan. And Hogan is going to make it just about to the 45-yard line, and I believe we'll have a timeout call. Philadelphia has asked and they have received a timeout with 54 seconds left. There's Michelle, and boy, what pressure he would have. In the last four regular season games, he was never called upon to kick a field goal. He had never kicked one until he attempted one today, and he missed that one. The timeout's left, Atlanta, Philadelphia has only one left. We'll be back in a moment. 13. There's our score. Philadelphia with one timeout left. They took one earlier. And now the ball is resting just outside the 45-yard line of Atlanta. 
And the key of the whole thing, really, Gary, as you know, is the fact that they just have to get close enough, move the ball down the field for a couple of first downs, get in a situation where they can attempt the field goal. If they kick it, they win the game. Second down, four. Kenny Payne is in the lineup. He's split out along with Charles Smith. Safety blitz. They're all blitzing again. Jaworski's bypasses and he's drawing deep. And down there is Oren Middlebrook. Oren Middlebrook he has it for ball. a second. Bernie Jackson. Jackson. Middlebrook had the ball and, and just dropped it. I was surprised Atlantis came with everybody that time. Watch it. Look at it. He had possession and then he dropped the ball. Ernie Jackson was responsible for John the ball loose. There you see it again. He has possession and already knocks it through there. A good play by Warren Middlebrook. And Middlebrook, you know, has a caught a pass. He was a young man they picked up as a free agent after playing with Denver. And now it's third and four. From the 45-yard line, third and four. Jaworski this time, he hits his man, Middlebrook. Middlebrook going to get out of bounds. He stops the clock, and it's another first down. So they go right back to him, and... Yeah, 38, 38 seconds left in the game. Well, they played awfully loose on this one, didn't they? Well, they, they, yeah, they, and of course, that's their personality. They play loose all the time, even though they blitz. see Bias, 38, finally bumped him out, but now it's a first down at the 34, and boy, it is coming down to the last second. It's getting sticky. There's Vermeil. First down, 10 from the 34. You see the time remaining. Jaworski to Smith. He has it, too. What a catch by Smith. They use the timeout. They only have one remaining. They call the timeout. They, they call did. the timeout. And so with 27 seconds left, the ball is now outside the 15-yard line. That's a great catch by Smith. He had to come back a little bit for the ball. Brazina was blitzing on the play. The big thing is they can't deprive themselves of the opportunity to get out of the kicking range. They're in that range right now. All they want to do probably is get a little closer so they give uh, Michelle an opportunity to glide ball up to the goal post. Hank, Mike Michelle, number two, is the guy that would have to kick it. He missed a 42-yarder earlier, and he's never made one this season for the Philadelphia Eagles. What he's done in the past is very un unimportant. The only thing that would be important is what he does with this opportunity when the time comes. 27 seconds. A lot of room on the right side to throw the ball short again. First down, 10, just outside the 15-yard line. Jaworski is deflected. Somebody in the interior of that line reached up. Carmichael that time was running an inside pattern, a post flag that time, and he looked like he really had bias licked on the play, except there was a deflection. There you see it. A deflection on the play, and it falls incomplete. Firmina makes the deflection. Number 74, the defensive tackle. All right, you see McLean, number 52, coming onto the gridiron and leaving to be Jim Baylor. Second down, 10 from the 16. Dick Vermeil saying, hey, let's keep things under control here. No timeouts remaining. 16-yard line, 22 seconds left. A blitz, 
He got rid of it, Carmichael. Carmichael covered very well that time, and it's a third down ten. Well, here comes number two, Mike Michelle, and it's down to the last play. Oh, boy. Michelle has never kicked a field goal successfully. He missed the 42-yarder back in the third quarter. This is going to be a 34-yard attempt, and I believe Atlanta's going to call a timeout and make him think about it. That's exactly what they're going to do. Good move on the part of Atlanta to make him think a little bit more about the kick that he's going to try to make on this next snap. You know what's interesting about this? There's been one situation all year long that Vermeil has never been able to solve, and that was a kicking game. He shoveled punters around, and when Nick Nickemeyer went down with the broken ribs, he elected not to add another field goal kicker. He felt that Michelle could do both. And now the day of reckoning has come. Right now with 17 seconds, he's going to find out whether that decision was a good one. Boy, boy, this game has so many little things. Hey, do you think they could maybe try another down before they try the field goal? Well, they, they evidently felt they didn't want a number one. If they, The only thing they could do was throw a pass. Uh, if they try to throw a pass, and they blitzed, and they caught him in the blitz, and uh, threw him back uh, deeper into the backfield. It would have been a longer kick, uh, plus the fact they have no timeouts. They don't want to take a chance of blowing the opportunity to at least try to win the game with a field goal, and I think it's a very wise decision. Okay, 17 seconds. Order for Atlanta to call another one. All right, 34-yard attempt by Michelle. Just watch it, you'll know. It's good. No, oh, it isn't. No it's good. Oh, I thought it was good. It's no good. There's still 13 seconds left, but the fans are on the field. And look at Michelle. Greg Rosina, one of the fine, outstanding men, down there, and I'm sure he had some words of condolences. Mike Michelle. And this place is in Bedlam. This game isn't over yet. There's still 13 seconds left in the clock. So the game is not... There's Barkowski and what a come-from-behind effort. They're all over the field. They may not be able to continue this game. <laughs> they have to, but it doesn't look like they're going to get it done right now. Look at that. Still pouring out of the stands. Boy, the Michelle kick, it veered right on him, Hank, as it took off. It looked like he was through there, and it sailed to the right, exactly right. And I was way premature in making that call. It got swallowed up in the excitement of it, but it looked like he was good when it took off. Let's go down now with Brett Musburger, and let's see if we can figure out what's happening down there. Brett, take it. It is like New Year's Eve.
Brent, thank you. And boy, you can see the emotion in this football game. Louis Giamone down there earlier, Michelle. Atlanta, who has won three games, 20 to 17 in the last seconds, leading in this one 14 to 13. They just seem to be a team of destiny, if there's any such thing, right? To win four games in the last 10 seconds. At one stage, they were one and three in the early going. Things looked bad for them, and boy, they've been able to hang on, hang on, and look where they are right now. You really have to give a lot of credit to both coaching staffs and both teams, Dick Vermeil and, of course, Lehman Bennett. Both teams played extremely well all year long and uh, did a great job of uh, withstanding adversity and making things happen, coming from behind, winning football games. And uh, this was a fantastic game here this afternoon. All right. Great compliment, really, to the Atlanta Falcons to come back and win it like they did. We'll be back in just a moment. 14-13, they're now clearing the field. They must finish this football game before it can become history. And so we'll pick it up after this missed field goal attempt of 34 yards. There you see it. Looked like it was just sailed right off to the right, right before it got to the upright. And so now, at the 20-yard line, Atlanta has it. It's really academic, but they must finish it. Of course, you got to remember that miracle the medal lands. There was a fumble that game. Philadelphia ran it in. But something like that to happen again, well, the crowd is still milling around the sidelines. Capacity crowd of better than 60,000, and tell you what, if you watch the Atlanta Falcons play, you better check your heart. They have really had some photo finishes this year. So with 13 seconds left, Atlanta, before they can put this in away, move in against the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC playoffs. We've got to grind out the remaining time. Of course, Philadelphia has no timeouts left, so they just have to snap the ball one time. Sparkowski will fall on it, and that'll do it. And the Atlanta Falcons have won. Dick Vermeil walks off, and he has to be disappointed. His team leading 13 to nothing at half. Losing this one 14 to 13 as Barkowski and company came back.